This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right, you guys. This is the 99th episode, okay? We have been doing this for two years. We're approaching episode 100, and it's going to be a special one. But before we get there, I had hit you with this one, which is equally as special. I'm so excited about uh, this episode, the guest, and all that, and for you guys to hear it. So um, before we get there, let me let you know that I've been, the same thing I've been letting you know for the past 99 episodes, this podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. Shout out to BeatSource. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I love being part of the BeatSource team, and uh, I think you guys should try it out. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. Jump on the website, sign up. You can use BeatSource link. You can DJ from the cloud. We've got amazing curators making these playlists for you. There is so much to learn and play with on there. So uh, if you want a free 60-day trial, use our code, the 20, T-H-E-2-0, and you'll get free 60 days on BeatSource.com. And let me know what you think of it, if you got any questions or any of that. Thank you guys, the listeners, for being with us. If you're a new listener, if you're listening since day one, and you're on episode 99, well then, mad props, you deserve something special. Gotta make like a NFT for you or something, who knows? But uh, thank you guys, I really appreciate it. Uh, please keep supporting by rating and reviewing the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, and uh, hit me on Instagram at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. Keep in touch, let me know what you think, keep posting the show, I appreciate it. Give me some uh, feedback, some some ideas for guests, Anything you want to hit me with, I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone that's been coming out to my shows. Uh, I, I post them on Instagram, been posting recap videos on my gigs. So it's all it's all going up on there. And uh, test, check it out. Uh, but really, I, I, yeah, I'm just so thankful for BeatSource, for you guys, for all the guests that come on here, and just all that we've gotten to do. It, it just means so much to me. And uh, now for the 99th episode, we have got. One of my favorite DJs and producers, someone I've been inspired by for most of my DJ career, which is a long time. See these gray hairs coming up. Um, This person is truly one of a kind, and he's respected by real DJs worldwide. He was part of a legendary hip-hop group uh, called Jurassic 5. You may have heard of them. He has an amazing show where a live show where he DJs with toys and it's really something you have to see to believe and understand but it is mind-blowing and incredible Um, he does an amazing audio video DJ series called Zodiac Tracks where every month um, it's dedicated to all the artists uh, whose Zodiac sign that is and that is also equally mind-blowing and amazing Um, he's composed music for major, major motion pictures like Tom and Jerry and Ride Along and so much more He's created sample packs and is continuing to create more for other producers to use. He does amazing Twitch streams that were some of my favorite and blew my mind. Uh, He's produced music for many people from The Lonely Island to Method Man and beyond. He has a new album out now that we discussed called Run for Cover of all cover songs. That is so dope. 
Uh, I mean, really, the list goes on. We couldn't even fit it all in this episode, and I can't even fit it all in the intro of what we talked about. But I really, you know, he had so much great insight. I got to know him better. It was, you know, one of my favorite episodes. So I had the greatest time talking to him. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Without further ado, please welcome to the 20 Podcast, DJ Newmark. We are here. We're in the studio, not virtual. Thank the Lord. Uh, we are in the studio with DJ Newmark. Give it up, you guys. Give it up, everyone at home. DJ Newmark in the house. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? It's uh, uh, so good to be here in person with you, man. And instead of like chatting on IG or like yelling over loud music at a club, I know exactly. So I'm just happy to be in. The presence where we can actually have a proper conversation. Yeah, it's not the wait. What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's like the 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 Zoom half a second. Yeah, yeah. Like CNN. Yeah. Iraq War type. You know. Or in a Twitch chat somewhere. You know. Right. So it's good to be like in person, man. Thank yes, you for having me. I agree. Yeah. Th- yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. It is honestly my pleasure, my honor. You know, you're someone, one of my favorite DJs uh, in the world, uh, and favorite producers, and someone I've. I've always looked up to, and so it's so, so wow. amazing to have you on here. And um, we were mine. just we were just discussing, you know, new technologies, yep. and I was explaining BeatSource stuff to you. Yep. And um, you're always someone that I guess is so far ahead in the technological world, while at the same time marrying the the beginnings of everything and the influences. And you have such a uh, amazing talent of being able to like you know, weave these things together and sort of tell the story of the history while showing what's possible in the future. Wow. That's kind of how I explain my style when people ask. So it's, really? Yeah. So do you want to be my manager spider? Like, <laughs> I mean, I would love to, I will, I could talk, I pay a good salary, man. <laughs> I'll do it for free. I'm in. Okay. That's what this, this show is our, our beginning uh, relationship. Uh, I can, I already am selling you, uh, you know, everywhere. We were saying before, I was like, I've been hearing your, your new project run for cover, which we'll talk about on this podcast. I've been hearing it everywhere, which oh, cool. is like, gives me so much pleasure. Cause Man. like when I first heard it, I'm in my house, I'm listening. I'm like, what an amazing idea. And obviously the execution is incredible, but then I'm going to Dodger stadium. I'm with my son and I'm like. They're playing DJ Newmark. And he's like, who's that? I'm like, I'm going to explain it to you. You know, and then like I'm at Hollywood Bowl and I wow. see Jazzy Jeff doing doubles with I what we think I think is a kid cut up edit of one of your songs, which you hadn't heard. So kid cut up, you got to send him uh, the yeah, edits. Yeah, man. Cut up. What's up with that, <laughs> What's man? going on? You're Don't whole, leave Uncle New out in the wind. Come on. You know, you're leaving Uncle New out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've heard it there. You said you were at the Laker game and yep. you were talking to, uh, I think, Ruche. Yeah, yeah. That's how you say his name. I was, I was trying to figure out how you say that guy's name. But it's okay. hard. Got uh, it. I Got had it. to ask him b- yeah. before he, he was on this. Good uh, dude. Good dude. Great dude. Yeah. He DJs all the Laker things. He was in the, he went to Tokyo for the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, oh. DJing the volleyball stuff. And he was telling us, it was right before he left was when he was on this show. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just so cool to hear that. And like. I actually heard you talking about that project a while ago. I think when you were at Nam, you talked to the Beat Junkies. I think yeah, in I was, an interview, and was, you mentioned it. I was probably close to finishing it. Right. Uh, I remember I said it to J Rock, and he was like, "Covers? 
like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll send it to you later, man. I'm still formulating the idea. <laughs> but like, what do you mean? Was he like covers, huh? Or was no, he like he covers? Just, he's just mm. being Jay. You know, we're, we're very blunt with each other, but he's just oh, being yeah. Jay. Just like covers, huh? Like, just like, just straight, just straight. Like, and I was just like <laughs> scratching my chin, like, hmm, is it a good idea or a bad idea? <laughs> just enough to put you right in the middle where you think about both sides, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I was, I was probably close to finishing i was probably mixing everything at that right. time or rounding third base with the project you okay know? and then kind of pandemic happened well yeah you know th there was a, several things that kind of pulled me into run for cover um i did my first breakout record outside of jurassic five was in 2004 i did a project called blend crafters and i did a yeah. cover of imagine john lennon's Imagine. Uh, one of my favorites like i played that <laughs> Well, so, so weird to hear people say that when I bring it up because, like, when I put it out, it was completely ignored, and then people started asking me about it about f five years later. It was a late detonation. That's so funny. And, like, I got slammed in the U.K. press. They were saying, like, John Lennon's going to roll over in his grave when he hears this and, all, like, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So I was just like, uh, okay, I failed, you know. Oh, my God, yeah, no, it was no. Like, it was like uh, – I played that – at every gig, when I got the record, like I remember I got the vinyl and I would play it nonstop because the drum intro you made was so ill. So it was amazing to mix in. Yeah. Then when it would come in, I feel like from my perspective, it was such a surprise to anyone that I was DJing around. They would yeah. always look over and give me the side eye yeah. of like, wait, what is this? <laughs> what you know, happened? But I never got a bad response. And then it was also at the time of when Serato was just being invented, yeah. I feel like. So yeah. I literally remember recording it into i think cubase or something right right and having right. the mp3 and i was right. so like happy to have it you know right. well but i that, did i did that one and then i did an, uh, another cover for j5's last album for like the dj song on that right. album called Conte, canto de asana which surprisingly when i visited pandora they said it was the most streamed j5 song on pandora and i was like what i was That's guessing crazy. like what's golden and concrete schoolyard and all these right. songs that we did and they're like nope you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong it's this song this canto de asana i'm like Okay, so two covers did okay, you know, both late detonations. Right. And then some time passed along, and closer to this release, I played a gig in a market that I don't normally play, and I don't really have a huge following. And I I did really well, and I was like, well, wh what was it? And I looked at my playlist, and it was like 70% covers. Wow. And so it was like those three things that kind of just said, hey, you should revisit this. Like maybe you're not thinking it. You're not putting this underneath the – microscope enough you know yeah. and so that kind of made me dig in and then it, right. made my, it made my dry erase board which is a big deal <laughs> yeah. in the studio if it's on the board that means it's going to happen or it i got to get to it before i die it's my bucket list okay uh it's like my vision board right so that's kind of how it started you know those, yeah. those three events that's so cool and i mean if you think about it as djs we love digging we love other versions we yeah. love finding every version of Ain't no sunshine, you know, yeah. whatever, yeah. like it's the dub version. Hey Jude, you know, all well, the different you know, ones. I always say it's like, you know, it's the one time, you know, it, with a cover, especially it's a one time you can hit people with something that's brand new, innovative and reminiscent in one punch. Yeah. Which is virtually impossible. Like a remix kind of does it, but it's yeah. taking the original thing, you know, but yeah. whereas with a cover, you have a whole new, you know, uh, chance at make giving the original new life you yeah know, breathing new life into it so yeah that was the whole attraction to the project and i might do another one if i mean this has just been kind of crazy like i think you, this was not a late detonation right <laughs> the no. other projects were so yeah 
The other ones were building that foundation uh, I suppose, block for it to I don't stand know on. what happened, man. I just, <laughs> I just, I chalked them up as failures, honestly. So, um, isn't that crazy yeah. though? Like that. I mean, th- that's crazy to hear you say because it truly one of my favorite records that Imagine cover. I remember. I mean, oh. it's I, I have it. I love, I love the artwork. I mean, I drive by the place that you guys took the, uh, you redid the artwork from. Oh like right, that, yeah, 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 um, yeah. The spray paint, yeah, the the, the auto mechanic. Yeah, the yeah, auto yeah, mechanic, yeah. like out in Silver Lake. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um. That's crazy to hear that, you know, everybody has their own perspective on yep. their own work, I yep. guess. And they don't, it's hard. It's like when we used to, you know, record our own voicemails, like, oh, yeah. I sound weird. <laughs> like, you yeah. don't really do. Well, I heard Arthur Verakai had a similar moment. Um, you know, his record's worth all kinds of money, you know, yeah. and he had his record just hidden in his closet until his, I think his son or a daughter pulled out. I was like, dad, you made an album? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, but it was a failure. Nobody liked it. And it goes for hundreds of dollars. He came out here, people going crazy. Wow. You know, like beautiful record you know so it, you know artists are you know the hardest critics yeah, we're on themselves own, you know, harshest so critic for sure it happens. um but i mean i i love you know i love so many things about what you did with the project but also i think that the way you described it is good we we can do remixes and all that but someone like you you're known also for your music production and all of <laughs> your background within the other groups you've produced and also just your specific sound, like we said before, of marrying the old to the new mm-hmm. and your ear for drum sounds are is absolutely like unparalleled. You know, like Thank you're you. able to just make find like the dopest old school sounding drums that still bang and like hit so hard, you know. And um I think you're able to put that in the project, like even the uh, past the Cavassier or yeah. <laughs> uh, like the way the drums hit on there are so crazy, you know, like it just sounds plus all of the instruments that you combine. You, you have this global music approach where they sound like covers from like 20 different countries yeah, somehow yeah. all put together. <laughs> like I'm like, well, that was the pre- the premise. Once I kind of was like, okay, I'm definitely doing the project is I was going to do covers of well-known or important songs, I guess. Yeah. And flip them into different genres, but making them hit hard still. Right. That was the mindset going in. So you have some things that are funk, some things that are Middle Eastern. Yeah. You know, cumbias, Latin right. versions. So there's it's it's a hodgepodge of different countries. Um I love yeah. it though. I'm like rapping along to corrupt's verse <laughs> on like ain't no like before no you fun. opened up your gap, but it's yeah. sax. Yeah. But it's like that yeah, or it's like the time. drum like <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> Exactly. It's like yeah. the sax. Like, uh, you got a real peek into my brain on this project. I will say that. It, yes. It's like lifting up the lid on it's the true. old cranium and seeing. That is true because <laughs> I saw you on, um, like I know during the pandemic, you you streamed on Twitch, but you weren't like one of those people that was streaming every week no. or every day or yeah. something like that. Yours were very few and far between and yeah. calculated and it would be like for Craze's birthday or yeah. something. Yeah. And yeah. that did opened up your cranium as well and gave us a peek into your DJing, but as well, and your, your music production and everything, but also this, this project. Cause that was crazy. Like I feel like that set, like I got so hyped. I was in my house, like jumping around, like freaking out. Like this is one of the best DJ sets I've seen. See Again, I would never really know because I have really poor vision now. I used to have great vision, but now I can't, so I don't see the chat. 
Right. So when I ended, the only way I knew that it was it might have went over okay was that Craze got really faded and was like, man, new, no, you know, whatever. I'll do anything for Craze. That's my boy. Like we, every time we see each other, we're drinking something. Yeah. And talking shit and laughing <laughs> our asses off. And it's usually in a different country, which makes it even that much more fun. Yes, but um, totally. So yeah, again, like not knowing and just going, just doing the best you oh, can yo. and just throwing it out and go, okay, this is where my heart is right now. This is, this is what I'm feeling. This is where my, you know, mindset it was amazing. is. No, oh, the man. chat was going Means nuts. Means a lot coming from you, man. I was going crazy. I was loving it because it was just so eclectic and all over the place. So smooth. So man. just perfect. Like oh. your timing is just nuts on everything. And also you had some crazy green screen. You've had it on other ones too. You have this crazy green screen effect where I don't know if you have it synced to like a black color or something, but you had like certain things uh chroma keyed in your yeah. studio as well as your records or I, yeah i just I, certain parts of my studio are green screened and then okay. i just kind of go for it i i you know the, the whole twitch and streaming thing has kicked my ass for like seven months straight and so i'm just like <laughs> yeah i'm up and running I'm, I'm streaming i hope the internet's good enough let's go you know like so yeah. i'm not the best in that world but uh you know we're all kind of learning together we all got got you know kicked into 2050 together you know oh like it, the technology just i know we, we had to like become our own broadcast systems i'm, I'm not saying anything everybody at home doesn't already know but you know if you see a lot of fails out there techno technologically speaking right. just know we're trying our hardest i know i know <laughs> we're doing our best yeah <laughs> totally no no you you kill it and everyone has their own uh, approach to it you know yes. what i mean some people are more active in the chat and some Absolutely. people are not yeah. um but i mean i just love it where people have access to seeing you, seeing Craze, seeing Jazzy Jeff, yeah. seeing Z Trip. That's the part know. I like the most about it. It's amazing. This. You know, my, yeah. and like I said, I brought up my kid. Like my kid knows now. He watched, wow. he's watched Scratch Bastard, all these so people cool. that I love. And we're chilling, kicking a soccer ball in the backyard. And you guys are DJing for us in yeah. the background. That would never happen. I can't bring him to the do over. You know, yeah. it's like, it's insane. It's crazy. What a world so, we're in. <laughs> so now he knows, you know what I mean? When I say the names and he sees it and, and, and he's more into sports than DJing and then and music yeah. and stuff. But it's uh -huh. like, it's just cool to have that access. And we were, we were kicked into 2050 and there's so many elements of it that suck. And obviously yeah. the disease and everyone, you know, yeah. that's been awful. But there's been cool things where we've just like, whether you like it or not, we're broadcasting, we're doing it out of our own house. It's, and it's proved that we really need each other. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's really proved that we are a social True. being humans. You know, we, we need to be yep. around each other. A lot of my friends are very depressed. I went through it mm -hmm. myself, you know, like Me too. it's like really difficult you know, when you're used to going out and shaking hands. Yeah. And even if you're like playing a terrible slot, you're around a lot of people. Yeah. You know, um, or you're at a festival, you got an early slot or something like that, but you're just used to people like, hey, what's up? What's new? And you're, you're learning yeah. and you're talking. And so it proved to me how much of that I rely on. And I, I, know. I, I knew it, but I kind of didn't. Like, I just figured, you know, most of the time after tour, I come home and I, I really don't go out. I don't do much yeah. except work on the next project and hang out with my lady, you know? Right. So it, it, it proved to me how much I need people, you yeah. know, and I, I, I needed that, I guess, to be reinforced. Yeah, so. I know. Cause yeah, you're right. I'm like, I don't care. I'll just be alone forever. Yeah. Sit in my house. Yeah. I'm a hermit. Men, especially I'm, man, men, men don't talk about their feelings. They don't yeah. reach out to each other, you know? So I'm getting more welfare, fair calls from the homies now than ever. Like right. and, and vice versa. I'm like, Hey man, just checking in on you. What's going on? You know? Yeah. Um, so we're used to something, but, um, right. We're not getting as much as we used to. So I know. It's, it's interesting, but hopefully this will open up a little. I command you, universe, open up. Yeah. You know, so. I, I think so. Like, yeah. it's opened up some conversations, some 
ability to talk about certain feelings or certain yep. things that that we have that we haven't been able to before. It yep. seemed like, oh, whatever, that's my problem. No yeah. one else. Yeah. You know, but same because everyone's like, oh, you're making jokes or you're happy. And it's like, this was a hard time going yeah. through this, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, 90% of around. my feed on IG is all jokes. And I went through the illest shit ever. Like, so, but I just kind of yeah. keep it like my, my thought process on my social medias is if I can make people smile, then I've done like a good part of my yeah human job i guess and i know maybe I, the music will fill in the gaps later on there or right along my 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 discography <laughs> i know and you almost have to like trick the little like thing that's showing people your stuff like yeah. if you to post like some funny stuff so then it gets the music through yeah, when you post it well, too that, that's a whole nother <laughs> world right there right you know because if i posted all music and my flyers are where I was going to. Right. Get, yeah. It doesn't I, I, work. It doesn't move the needle at all. I know. But you post so much funny shit. Like, I find a <laughs> lot of... I know you... Sometimes you take some of my videos. Sometimes I take some of your videos. <laughs> Dude. Well, no. The, the, if, if people at home haven't seen Spider's magazine impersonation <laughs> series, whatever you're calling that, it should have a genuine title if it doesn't. I I, I called it DJ Spider Mag Life. Like, hashtag. <laughs> it wasn't the best. But that was the only way I could... <laughs> it's ca- the shit. Catalog them. But yeah, yeah. Follow that. That's yeah. the shit. It, dude you kill that <laughs> i love it Thank it you. always feels like you're at the airport though i am really yeah damn well, that's how it started so it started with vine you remember that that yeah that vine. App yeah, yeah. vine so yeah. i was at the vegas airport and i was just trying to make funny videos i remember and i went by they have that one shop that sells like underwear yeah. with like funny things on it you yeah. know like like uh, like boxers for dudes with like home of the whopper like pointing down or some stupid you know and i'm like so i'm like oh god <laughs> like horrible yeah i don't know <laughs> like or whatever <laughs> i don't know so <laughs> that's fucking terrible Holy i shit. definitely bought that that pair no it's, uh, i came home my wife's like what are you doing she burned them but no, so so my plan was to go in, film the underwear, and then film my face, going like, "What? This is weird." Right. So I walked in the shop. I filmed a couple of pairs of underwear. Filmed my face. Yeah. The two women in the shop look at me like, "Who's this dude filming underwear?" And yeah. then his face. And yeah. then I'm like, "Oh God, I look yeah. like some weird creep." Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And so they're like, "You can't do that." I'm like, "Okay, sorry." So I ran out, and I end up in the magazine shop, and I'm like, "I got like four seconds left on this vine. What am I gonna do?" Oh shit. And I filmed like a shark's face and then like imitated the shark face oh and then filmed God. some old dude and then people were like yo that was funny yeah and i feel like instagram came out with their video shit like very soon after and it was like right. 15 seconds right and i was like what if i do a whole one i was yeah, back in the vegas man. airport and i'm like i'll do yeah. a whole one where i film the face and the yes. face and people were like i love this yeah and I yeah. was like, Shit, keep them coming. I'm spider. literally keep sitting, them coming. Bro. I mean, this was so long ago, yeah. and I was just sitting there in the airport. So then, anytime I'm in the airport and I have free time, I'm like, all right, I'm going in yes. and I'm doing it. So yes, you are. I think I've done like 95 percent of them in airports, and I did one. Yeah, I missed like my it. flight. I was in Vegas this weekend and missed my flight like an idiot. I've missed a oh, flight in so shit. long, but damn, I just I'm like. It, I'm I'm like a like an athlete coming back to try to play sports that's not like hasn't been training so like yeah. I looked at the wrong flight and it said Dude. B you know C22 and I yeah. went there and it was B11 it was oh, like across the airport so I hate those Dude, they're I've calling my name you yeah. have one minute I'm running like I can't oh, breathe God. and I'm like I show up and and the door's still open but they're like no you're 10 minutes before you're too late so I missed it and I was like 
this is my chance. Haven't done a mag life in like two years. So I've had a few of those with the toy set where I've had like extra equipment on my back and, you know, obviously most of it's checked in, but yeah, just sprinting in the UK, you know, at Heathrow, like, Oh, (laughs) the worst dude. (laughs) And you get there, you can't breathe. Yeah. In the AM you're all shook. Yeah. I'm like, at least I got my exercise. There you go. But you know, it led to me doing the, I did my first, uh, new one, uh, within, Two years or something Great. from the pandemic. I think I probably so. saw that one. Yeah. I think that's why I brought it. Uh, yeah, whole thing up. <laughs> so, so same. You know, try to just make people laugh on social media yeah, and and utilize it for that, and then and then use it for your promotion. Right. You know, within all that. Yep. Within all that stuff, but but yeah, it's been it's been hard, and as you know, we use social media and different things in different ways, and and we've learned now to use Twitch and do these podcast things and. Yep. All these new technological advancements, you know, that we can use to get our voice or our music and different things out there and, yep. we and ap- connect with each other. We appreciate you, Spider. Keep them coming. I'm, I'm trying. Once I'm a trying. week, you're over here grilling it. Once a week, baby. We're two two years in. Man, so we'll congr- see. Man, right there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, well, yeah. So, 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 so. We've talked about your run for cover project, you know, for anybody that has not checked it out or, or needs a little more info on it. Basically you, you took all these songs that you love, you made a cover version album of all these songs. And it's not just limited to the music, like the artwork, you obviously put a lot of work into or whoever did it, or you worked with them because it's super dope. Like it looks vintage. It looks handmade it looks thank you like it has a lot of meaning the fonts even you used yeah you know like past the cavazier written in that crazy font like it's ill i mean that's why i feel like this project i don't know like like when j-rock said covers yeah we may not (laughs) know what that j-rock statement means for another 20 years okay we might be in in 20 years he, he doesn't remember you know he's well probably, i'm just saying that 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 it could have a double meaning we yeah. don't know if you're taking it yeah. as i don't know should i've done this or yeah. is this a classic project that in 20 years yeah. djs that are just born today are yeah. going to be and, going and, you know and to, i just found this record you know to his credit you know during the stream i did a stream to promote the album with, yeah uh, with craze it was so dope oh you saw it. cool yeah, man craze it. four color zach j-rock maceo from de la soul and scratch bassett in jay was like these are all a-sides you guys just got to go get it so i'm like oh damn i'm that's how you feel about it now. That's cool. That's great. You know? Yeah. No, it it's really nice. Is. It's nice when you're, when people you look up to and especially DJs that you grew up with and, yeah. you know, you guys have all been in the trenches together just trying to climb up this fucking muddy hill. Yeah. Showed a little yeah. perspective. It goes, it goes a long way. You know, we, I, we all want a little bit of, you know, yeah. Uh, hey, I got the record or, I, you know, I heard it or I played it or whatever. It's, it, it goes a long way. So, right. You know. I think it's great. I think it's perfect for you and your sensibility and your music production, how good you are to put it into that. And, and in a way, kind of like Mark Ronson, that's similar to way, the way he was transitioning into his production world, yep. whether it was a cover or sort of an ode to yeah. a sound. You can hear it, yep. his DJ mindset going within his production. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the other great people that have done it. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and as far as the artwork, who who did the artwork, or how it's, did you come up with that? It was different with everybody. So okay. I, the layout for Pass the Cavasse was, uh, the idea was from a very old Middle Eastern record, and okay. then my boy Plan B came in and kind of got my thoughts yeah. across with that, and I was like, I really need to say something in Farsi that says Pass the Cavasse on the top. So there's that one, and then um, 
my girlfriend posed for a picture uh, for oh. the Bacal Rhythm and Steel Band silhouette. Oh, wow. Uh, where her face was a big steel drum, you know, it's, it's crazy. Dope. And then the hot in here one was the illest one because the hot in here, it's hot in here on the A side, you know, from Nelly. And then the yeah. B side is um, Ain't No Fun by Snoop. And both of my cover versions have saxophone as the lead vocal part. Oh, wow. And so the cover is my my friend Octavio Sancho's record collection that got completely burnt down. Oh, crazy. So it's called Hot in Here. <laughs> and then there's a wow. burnt saxophone in the middle of the, the floor. Oh, my God. So it was, like, really fitting. And I've been sitting on these photos because I was going to do a coffee table book about DJ's record collections. And it was right. my first photo shoot I did with my boy Pablo Aguilar. And so I was like, <clears throat> damn, man, like... I started researching coffee table books for, for record collections, and there was a, too many of them out there. And I was like, I'm not doing this shit. Okay. I'm just, just going to get lost in the sauce, even though I have, like, cool ideas. And, yeah. you know, people burnt record collections and flooded collections and yeah. all that stuff. I just passed on it, and I just had it in there. I'm like, what am I going to do for hot in here? I got saxophones. I'm like, yo, there's a burnt saxophone in a burnt collection. You know, like, it just yeah. all made sense at the last minute. So, yeah. That's kind of so. It's just I'm kind Crazy. of working with different people. Okay, yeah. I was wondering. I saw that cover. I couldn't figure out totally what it yes. was or meant. But. If you turn it over, it's like you, you, there's a stack of seven inches that just are fried. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's insane. That's nuts. But uh, he has a whole new remodeled house now, so oh, I'm good. happy for him. <laughs> good, good. That's good to hear. And what about like the legalities? Like, how do you put something together like well, that? With covers, it's much easier than it is when that than it is to clear a sample. Right. It's our weird music laws. You I can know. you can clear a, sam- uh, a cover right off. It just it doesn't have to go through every publisher and all that. It doesn't work like that. So they they can't say no to your no, cover. No, unless it's like some crazy catalog like, you know, you know, the Beatles and stuff like that. You know, there's there's certain catalogs that are that okay. are, it raises too many questions or whatever, but for the most part, you just you you're getting a license for a cover license for it. You put the stamp on the back of your record. You you hold the license and that's why there's a lot of covers these days. You're right. hearing a lot of people. I notice in like that, the lo-fi world or yeah. whatever, you know, the like kind of beat maker thing that's blown up in a way where these younger kids are making beats and putting them yeah. out. Yeah. I look on some of their pages because some of the beats are pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their top ones will be a cover yeah. of whatever, you know, from a famous song. A you video just kind of have to stay somewhat uh, similar to the to the arrangement that's the so whole you can't thing. interpolate you can't but you know what's crazy man like if you go to the 60s and the 70s like they were interpolating like crazy on the, some of these covers like they'll jump out of key right. they'll, they'll go down different avenues and do these crazy solos and right. uh add a bridge and all this yeah. color to, in the 60s and 70s especially there's a lot of covers um right a lot and um shit uh, j-rock did an all cover set on my stream from those eras, and there was one of uh, of Nas's uh, sample for One Love, uh, um, uh, Smiling Billy Sweet, and I'm like, this is like way off of the arrangement, you know, right. but it was a more forgiving time. Now right. with the, you know. Well, it was probably a more regional time with if records even made it out of the people area. Are, people are just very, very uh, um, sensi- sensitive <laughs> and uptight these days, you right. know, in a lot of walks of life, you know, yes, and yes. especially with the music law, you know, yeah. and, you know, as far as samples goes, I, I just think s- no attorneys really want to touch it. 
They don't right. want to get in there and get their hands dirty because I don't know if there's enough bread in it for them to, to change the law and be like, no, okay, one bar equals this much money, everybody. Just yeah. calm the fuck down, okay? Right. One bar equals this much. <laughs> and for the artist, you know, the original artist, you know, is like a Diana Ross, you know, high level, then it's going to cost a little bit more. It's pro, yeah. you know, it's, right. it's, it's kicked up a few notches. But nobody wants to go in there and get their hands dirty. He goes, one bar equals this much. Two equals this much. Right. Here's what you pay on the master side. Here's what you pay on the publishing. It's instead of it's like it's recognizable. I want this much. So yeah, it's it's gotten kind of nasty. It's sad because we're really losing a lot of creativity from yeah. it. You know, totally. uh, and just the thought of like if samples um, had a little bit more, if sample law had a little bit more transparency, and there was a little bit more rhyme or reason to it, uh, the amount of projects that would come in and the the influx of creativity would be astounding like right. we would hear so much incredible music yeah because the whole idea of sampling is is you're trying to borrow texture yeah you know yeah you're, all, you're, you're painting a canvas and you're like oh nope i need chalk fuck paint you know yeah you're, you, it, the whole idea is to create texture that's you know true. and that's why they're doing it it's not because billy holiday sang the best riff in the world it's because yeah. she's saying a great riff plus the texture was it's just bonkers true. and it's meeting your perfectly compressed new sounding drums yeah. in a way that's giving contrast and all good art has contrast dark spots light spots that's what art is yeah you know and so a lot of people are missing the point that's true yeah we're getting like sued to death like we're getting yeah, law like, law you know the yeah. laws are getting to a point where because all of our creativity is based it just goes back to we need each other as human beings and being around each other that's when some of those creative moments get sparked when we're out getting inspired by someone else yeah. comedy i mean comedy gets stifled too because when comedians and funny people are with each other they keep building it's like yeah. oh, i get really sore about that subject because i'm a huge you know comedian buff like, yeah i like i told my girl in bed last night i'm like I could really probably be an agent at this point with the amount of comedians I know and how much, right. you know. Yeah, I love it. I'm yeah. such a fan. But look, you know, the positive side about the sample thing, though, is yeah. that we've all adapted and some really incredible music is coming. Yep. I mean, you know, the Pharrells were born out of this, you right. know. The lawsuit with the Pharrell thing was, you know, with the Blurred Lines thing, complete garbage. You can't copyright a, well, that's a, a what vibe. what I'm saying is that that you know, is slowly chipping, making people scared to be creative, absolutely. you know. And think about all music. It came from people, yeah. folk songs, people sharing Dude, this one many, riff and building off that, and that's creativity. How many times have you heard, dun, 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 dun? Come exactly. on, man. Everybody just needs to cut it out and let right. their hair done, you know? Yeah. You know, but, 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 but bad. They didn't get yeah. sued for bad to the bone. Right. Come on, man. Like, the whole thing is, like, I can list I can list off a litany of these, you know? Yeah, It'll be a whole so different true. show, you know? Yeah. Um, Even Ronson's, you know, uh, with, with the the Bruno Mars lawsuit. Right. That's, that is an old fucking, you know. Yeah. Chicken strut riff, man. That's an old riff. Right. It's you know? true. But, you know, it it's is what it is. Like, <laughs> it's almost like the thing that we loved as DJs with the digging and finding the sample and sharing it with each other, our little, like, fun secret and thing to do, then got turned on its head with, yeah. like, the TikTok and all the people being able to expose it around yeah. the world where we're yeah. like, no, you're, you, you're putting it too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. now you messed some, everything up. Some beautiful things have come out of the the tightness of the laws and all the yeah. all the lawsuits so i'll say that i mean my run for cover album there's no samples right it's plugins and musicians from all around the world right and i went to their studios like if you know my cover of hot in here i flew to australia to work really? with the traffic my cover with Pacal rhythm and steel band uh playing you know steel drums i flew to germany so wow. like 
you know, I did my cover of uh, It's Bigger Than Hip Hop, all Middle Eastern plugins. Wow. So, like, cool. It's push me, you know? Yeah. So, that, it can't be all negative, right? But it's just, like, a shame that there's, um, yeah. you know, a, 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 a muffle on it, you know? Like, right. You know, someone, someone trying to, you know, dab it out, you know? Yeah. No right. It's that thing. It's like if you have creative ideas and you're around people that are like, that sucks. Like it makes you not want to share it. And right. so that's almost like what the lawsuit on the blurred lines is doing to people. Like yeah. they're like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. It, it, it puts that doubt in their head. Unfortunately, it's set a, it's semi set a new precedent for copywriting a vibe. And you yeah. know, that, it's not right. even in the same key. Yeah. You know, you, we got to get down to theory. It's called theory for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's true. <laughs> it's logical. And there's a reason why people who play piano are good at math. This is like goes back to logic. Like, so yeah, that right. one bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I turned into a little bit of a curmudgeon after that one. <laughs> you know, I had to like lift myself up, but right. you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll bounce yeah. back. Well, you like know? you said, the good part is it pushes us to be creative, do yes. things. And your cover album is crazy, you know, crazy combination of everything, Thank you, you know, like that. So everyone go check it out. And, um, you know, so, and just to go back in time, like you talk about the, all the different worldly influences you had on there. Where does that come from? Like, like how, where are your early musical influences from, um, even before DJing and then getting into DJing and production? Yeah. I don't really come from a musical family, but you know, my mother was a belly dancer. Oh wow! I'm middle. My I'm half Iranian, half uh, Czech and Polish. Okay. So I had a Middle Eastern influence very early on, um, but to be completely honest, as far as like the whole world thing with me, me putting out like mixtapes like um, "Take Me With You," where I'm doing all Latin. Yeah. Um, that all really comes from records going back to samples. You know, it goes. Right. It comes from finding records in different regions and going, oh. There's a conga break on here. This is cool, you know. And then you graduate, you know, you graduate from the straight up boom, cat, boom, boom, cat to like a conga break. And then it's like, oh, here's like a steel drum break. That's strange. And then like it just gets weirder and weirder, but it opens your your mental palate in so many, you know, yeah. wonderful ways. It's, it's almost like um, having a good vocabulary by reading a lot of books, you know, yeah. when, when you build up your record collection and listen to a lot of music, it opens up your mental palette and you become more aware of music from around the world and yeah, different cadences, true. you know? Um, yeah. I love African music. I love it. I mean, Brazilian music seems to just coat my mood no matter what mood I'm in. You oh know? my God. I could be best. sad and it's there for me. I could be happy and it's there for me. And it's just, it's always appropriate when I put it on. It's one of those strange yeah. genres that does that. So yeah, comes from records, comes from just, Finding one thing that's a little bit obscure and going, oh, I want more of that, you know? Right. Almost like food. Yeah. You, know? you try, you try like a dish food. and you're like, man, oh, I want to have more of that, you know? Yeah. No, it is. I mean, I've heard even just like psych psychologists, people talk about how your brain, as you get older, will be more prone to not want to hear new things, you know? And you have to keep feeding it new things in the same way with food and, yeah. and ideas and sounds. Otherwise you become this closed in person. that just wants to eat the same thing. Yeah. Think the same thing, listen yeah. to the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We become set in our ways as we become, as we become older. And I'm yeah. Just, I'm like constantly trying to pry that yeah. part of my brain open. Like, no, 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 man, come on, stretch. Yeah, don't let it harden into yeah. the rock, like yeah. flow like lava, you know, constantly be yeah. no withering allowed. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. That that's why m music keeps us young in certain ways, yeah. though. I feel like and and constantly motivated. You know, like you seem like someone that's 
that doesn't really lose their motivation and someone that's, or I guess you're consistent is yeah. what it is. It I depends don't know. on where I'm at, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm the type of musician that has to constantly touch and feel my art on a, you know, almost yeah. daily. Like I don't go to my studio to put out something. I go in there to touch and feel. I need to be like in touch with right. it. And if I'm not like touching and feeling the keyboard or programming, um, going through music and observing things that I, I, I haven't heard before, you know, yeah. it's always like, you know, with music, you always hear, hear it different the second time, third time. Oh yeah. 350th time around, you know, like, totally. well, what the, f- I didn't never heard that chord. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? So for me, I have to touch and feel to stay like sane. Right. You know, are you in your studio every day that you're, I home? try to go in there at least every day to do something, to, to get some sort of influence, go to my piano, uh, go into the main room, um, you know, program something, I do a lot of sample packs now, and so right. I'm kind of forced to, you know, and with the sample pack, you're really slowing your mind down because you're just going, thung, thung, <laughs> you're hitting the <laughs> kick drum like right. 400 times in a row to make sure you got the, you got it sounding right. And so yeah. that's been really interesting for me because it's um, made me, you know, you're already like the funnel, you know, on the music is really tight as a producer already, you know, yeah. as it is. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing something like a sample pack, it becomes even like microscopic because you're going down to the one hit, yeah. you know, or a loop you're working on even, you know, is right. it, is it something that someone else would want to loop or right. chop up? So I've been having a lot of fun with those. I have, um, it's like a crate series, you know, crate expectations. Yeah. Crate, you know, the new one I'm working on is called crate adventure. I'm going to release it on black Friday. Dope. Um, so yeah, that's you know, so that's really kept me in the studio, right? Because I'm constantly, oh, that has way too much high end. Let me back that off. You know, right. you're constantly that could be in basically an infinite amount of work time. You just have to set limits on it. It really, right? it really is very time consuming, but um, it's been satisfying in a different way. Yeah, yeah. It, Do you feel weird giving away? let's say the loops like that you're like, this is a dope loop. Here yeah. you go. It's from my sample pack. And yeah. then if by some chance you turned on the radio and I don't know, Justin Bieber sing along or yeah. something. And you're like, what the hell? Like, is yeah. that a weird thing? No, I think this is the new chapter of my life. Actually. I think this is where, where I'm at, you know? Right. Um, and hoarding music has never really helped me in any way. You know, um, you know, we all have our secrets, you know, yeah. but don't get me wrong, but I'm not the scratch out the label kind of guy. Yeah. And um, I want to open up more going back to what we were saying before about yeah. prying our minds open. And uh, the older I get, you know, the more open I want to become. Um, and I think this is going to help in a lot of ways, you know, just kind yeah. of clearing the desktop, you know, I have, right. I have a ton, we all have tons of beats in our computer that never going to see the, you know, right. light of day unless we pass away and our wives go, Hey, here's this unreleased shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, that ain't kind of, that's not cool. Like right. release it, get rid of it. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's slowing our hard drive down, you know, cause it's like, yeah, we're full of all these ideas. True. Like, oh, I wanted to give it to Nas. Yeah. You know, no, man, give it to the kid around the corner that's been dying to work right. with you. You know, who or release is inst- the new Nas. Yeah, you don't or even release know. an instrumental project or do a beat yeah. pack with it or something. Right. You know, clear the desktop. That so I'm on a mission of, of that, you know. Right. Get rid of what's kind of lingering. Try to find homes for things. Right. You know? No, that's true. It's yeah. almost like you have this big storage space and and, yeah. and it's filled up and the door's blocked and you got to like get everything out. It's hard for me to think of new ideas, new projects, shopping new beats. True. Run for cover, whatever it is. 
if I'm sitting on all this stuff, I'm like, man, I got some heat back yeah. here and I don't know what to do with it. If I'm constantly like looking in the rear view mirror, I'm, I'm going to slide and crash, right. man. It's like, that's just me. I like, I need a clean studio when yeah. I walk in there. Like I need it vacuumed. Like I need things put in their place. I'm, I'm that dude. I, I have a lot of friends that have shit everywhere. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. But if my spot is like all over the place, I can't think straight and I can't think in a focused manner. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. What about like for your music organization when you're DJing, um, whether it's having your record crates or your digital, you know, Serato yeah. or whatever you're using, do you have, are you the same way with that? Do you need to have it very organized? Do you have a specific method? You know, I'm, I need to take some time off to organize my digital files for DJing alone, yeah. like on some genre shit. Yeah. So my genre game is really sloppy at the moment. It's just like sets. Oh, I did this set here. Right. You know, and I'm the kind of DJ that doesn't, entirely change my set when i go from city to city yeah it just keeps morphing it morphs in big <laughs> shifts you yeah you know it's it's like it's like an octopus man it just keeps fucking doing its thing it's like oh grab this i'll grab that you know they're big morphs but they're the heart of it was started from something yeah and then by the end of a 20 date thing you know i'll come back and i'll be like oh this isn't even the same set there's a few joints in here you know yeah but that's made my files a mess right because it's like austin houston you know it just totally it, they're named by the city but I'm that's like, well, how know. i have it too right <laughs> so i need to get on my genre and era game a little tighter i need to, to tighten right. out my organization there yeah that's true but it's hard also with someone like you because in your sets you're not really sticking to a certain genre. Like, and would you really why, pop yeah. in and go, "Here we go, my hip." This is the part where I play hip hop. Yeah, like, and, and, and that's why, and that's why. But the reason why I'm saying I need it is because I need to be able to pull from it. Yeah. When I'm like, I need something like that's edgy and you know from the '80s. Oh, yeah. top villain. Okay, here we go. You know. Yeah. You know, like I need to be able to to. My access is slow right now. Yes. <laughs> right. My access is slow right now, and I, I recognize it. So I'm like, okay, I got to do some organization. No, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. yeah. Like even, or if I'm in Vegas or something and they want hip hop, like yeah. I can't just be like hip hop. Like yeah. I have to find like the right big room hip hop for this crowd, exactly. whether it's a throwback one for the past 10 years, yeah. 20 years, or a new song. And, and, and what which works one is that? And what works in that territory. Exactly. You know, because, yeah. you know, hip hop works in different ter in different territories yeah. in different ways you right. know you know a guy like freeway you know oh my you play it in philly forget it you know yeah. they're going bonkers you know or right. east coast but you know uh you know you play you know or even like like i've played easy e in certain areas in europe and there's yeah. been like, it's been like yeah cool but it hasn't been like you know if i play do over you know or something right. like that you know or in, in la up. you know yeah. it just you know it's very sensitive you're you're dealing with people's emotions and it's psychology really at right. the end of the day. Being I know, a DJ, you know. It's true. I heard you mention that before, like the psychology of DJing. Do you have any like things to say about that? Like that, like specific things about the psychology of DJing that you've learned over the years? I love comedians as I always talk about and I talk yeah, about me here too. already, you know, and there's and such a connection between DJing. Yeah. I've watched sets and I've just, I've been like, talking my girl's ear off. I'm like, Carla, you, he did something that I do, which is crazy. And that's the rule of twos. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, either, well, either the rule of twos or threes. And I, I got into it where they're, what like, do you well, mean? Well, like I do this thing when, in my sets that sometimes it goes noticed. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Where when I'm transitioning from one feel to the next mm. or one genre to the next or one tempo to the next, I'll hit them with two of the same thing. 
Okay. So it could be like, you know, it could be like Pasa Cavassi and then my cover version, or it could be like, um, you know, uh, two songs that have the same kind of guitar lick in it uh-huh. and they're in the same key. Right. You know, uh, and, it, but the same era where it won't like disrupt the crowd. They're still getting their boogie on, but it's, I mix music more than I do vocal. Okay. You know, I got yeah. a lot of DJ to be like, yeah, of course we fucking do, man. You know, <laughs> it's the beat, dude. But no, but I'm, I'm talking about like, I like listen to like the piano line yeah. and go, hey, that piano line does that too. Um, right. It's one of the reasons why I really like DJ AM is because he would finish a sentence off of something and do it lyrically. Totally. And I'm like, whoa, shit, dude, you're like, I can't wait to talk to you about this, you know. Um, and I only got to talk to him like one time, unfortunately. Oh, wow. But so I like, you know, I do that with with music and yeah. it's usually like the rule of two or the rule of three. And it usually opens people up where the third one or the second one, they go, Oh shit. You know, it, it, it has this kind of like explosive energetic kind of thing that happens. Yeah. It might not be big either. It's just enough to get you to, um, your one ten BPM era. Right. Area. Yeah. You know, so that's one thing I see with comedians that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll say a joke about something that's so silly and yeah. then they'll come, they'll hit yeah. it again the or one more thing. time. Right. Or they'll do it and then they'll wait a little bit till you forget about it and then they'll hit you with it again and it's yeah. hysterical. Yeah. Like, that's when I laugh the fucking heart. That's when I'm on the floor laughing. It's yeah. like when they, like, <laughs> like Chappelle did it on Sticks and Stones, I want to say. Yeah, he's and a then, And then I punched her right in the pussy. Like, when he, when, he, <laughs> when he says that, like, way later, I'm fucking crying. Right. So, like, I was doing, I've been doing that, you know, since my house party days, since I, you know, learned how to DJ in front of, you know, gangsters and, and women with high heels going, play, you know, Joe to see or play, play guy right now. And you're like, I'm playing straight out of Compton. How am I going to get there? Right. So like you learn how to get to those places. Right. Using certain tricks and the rules of twos and the rules of threes have helped me in that world. That's so interesting. And like you're saying, like that was the days of someone's requesting something and they're probably going to like smash a 40 bottle on your head if you don't play it. Well, not just like some annoying where you're like, get out of the Maybe booth. not that rough, but they'll be <laughs> leaning over you as their 40s dripping into your line, you know, <laughs> into your Newmark line. You're like, oh, channel two is dust. Okay. You're all like, right. All right. Hopefully that gives some grease yeah. on the fader. King uh, T coming right up. Don't worry about it. Um, St. Ides yeah. uh, fader juice. But no, you know, so that, yeah, the you know, that's, that's a rule. Um, another, you know what's really helped, man, is watching the Red Bull three styles, judging them with Jeff and yeah. Scratch Bassett and Craze. Like yeah. that, wa- judging that for the first time helped me through my Zodiac series because okay, in my Zodiac series, I was DJing using all vinyl on social media, no cuts in the camera, and trying to do it in, you know, within one to five takes so my cameraman doesn't kill me. Um <laughs> But I'm, you know, I only have like five to 10 minutes to honor someone in their birthday month, you know, in the Zodiac tracks. And so when I went to Red Bull 3 style, I'm like, these kids are going from like 98 BPM to 115 in a matter of three records. How the fuck did they do it? Yeah. You know, and I was like, man, it's just the power of, you know, so this like throws my power of two and three out the window. Now they're just like, this has the same feel, but I'm going to bump it up 10 BPM. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm not from that era at all. Right. And didn't even know you can get away with it until I went to Red Bull 3 style. And I was like, crazy. yo, crazy. That shit was insane. He's like, man, I don't even know how he fucking got up to the top floor like that. I have no idea how he <laughs> leapt up there. It's like some Spider-Man shit, you know? Yeah. So that's a wonderful rule. If If the energy in one song feels like another one. You can throw a rule out like tempo. Yeah. 
You got to right. do it slick as fuck, but you can throw it out. The, so it almost like shakes you. Yeah. Into like waking up, like get on the dance floor. It kind of it, it it jolts you. I would have never thought to do it. Yeah. But it can be done. I've seen it, and I've right. seen it done well. That's dope. Yeah. It has to be done. There is a fine line of yeah. it. And even watching your Zodiac, which we need to talk about. I have so many questions. But the in your Zodiac series, like, I was watching, you know, so so for everyone listening that has not seen it, look up Zodiac Tracks. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. You, um, can, you can find it on my website, djnewmark.com. Okay, so yeah. djnewmark.com has all of the videos archived, I think, on Vimeo. Yep. And, um, I mean... They're incredible. They're inspirational. They're incredible. They're so well thought out. They're so much fun to watch. They will give you endless inspiration, and, you, you know, it's great. And so you have to go check it out. But from from those, I watched you because, like you said, you're using real vinyl. But you're doing crazy shit. You got a, a toy thing. You got a tiny turntable over here. You got a <laughs> the record stacked up on a thing with a donut. I mean, I can't even remember. There's so many things. It's like when I watch a great stand-up comedian. I know I had the best time of my life, and my stomach hurts and my face hurts, but I don't remember anything they said. Yeah, you know what I Those mean. Those are my For favorite some, sets, by the me way. Me too. Like the ones what you don't the, remember specific. It jokes was are so my good that it, it each thing made me completely erase and forget yeah. it. So, and by the end, I'm like, that was the best thing ever, and I don't remember anything. And that's what some of your Zodiac tracks are like to me, where I'm like, man, thank you. What did I watch? Yeah. I just went through so many. Emotions and ups and downs and like trying to techni learn technical and, and Shazam a song. And so, you know, you're using real vinyl and all that, those things where you're, you're using like some technology to mix the records in a way where you just used reverb in a way that changed my life. Mm. You know what I mean? In, mm. in, in that, like you were using reverb in such a cool way where to get in and out of the tracks and mm. to move through those different levels, I yeah. feel like where a lot of the DJs use the echo or other things or right. mixing or think that they're tied into one thing, yeah. and you're able to use that reverb in such a timing way where you were you were throwing the rules of tempo and stuff out the window. It goes right back to what I was just saying about you know moving up a tempo. So yeah. usually when I'm using reverb uh, to add to the, your last question. Is because there's a tempo problem. Right. And I'm usually moving up and not down. There's right. times when I'm moving down, and those really kind of hurt your soul when you kind of move down in tempo. I know. Depends how it happens. You know, I have one that I do really well, but, but I mean, I can list them on my hand, the ones I do well. But moving up in tempo, if there's a tempo issue, a verb will get you to the promised land for the most part. Right. <laughs> Depends how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to do yeah. it good. But, I mean, <laughs> the way you were doing it or you would just hit it right on that snare, get that perfect tail, and then yeah. you would just bring in, like, you know, yeah. it, it was like almost a magic trick. Like, I had to go back and watch it a few times. Like, wait, what did he do? Because also you had so <laughs> many crazy things going on. Um, like, I was saying to my friends, some of my friends, I'm like, this is like DJ sorcery. You know, it's like magic tricks mixed with DJing. The key to, to Zodiac tracks for those who have no clue what the hell we're talking about right now, it, it's just a way for me to honor as many birthdays as possible in one given astrological month. Right. So, you know, if it's like the month of, you know, Gemini's, I'm honoring, uh, you know, uh, Kanye and, you know, uh, Kendrick Lamar and Lauren Hill, myself, I'm a Gemini, you know, I'm honoring our, all these people. So right. like, like the two furs and the three furs, the ones that are like produced by someone who's also a Gemini. Yeah. And the MC is a Gemini like and the original sample is by Gemini. Then I'm like, yo, that's like, 
lotto. Yeah. You know, like that's like, like the scratcher. The trifecta, like yeah. Thanos ring yeah. thing where you're putting it all together. Yeah, one of those happened on an alchemist joint, like an alchemist mob deep thing. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, it, you know, I don't really celebrate death. You know, I don't do funerals and all that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll do funerals of close, close people. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I don't celebrate death. So when I was going into this, I was like, I want something consistent, you know, but I don't want to do this, you know. David Bowie passed, you know, and, and or, or whoever, you know, uh, and I'm not good at that. I'm not good in that vibration field. I'm good right. on like the honoring them while they're alive or it's the yeah. birthday. I'm, I'm good in the happy hyper field. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. So that's how Zodiac came about. And it's crazy. There's different cultures. Like on the last episode, I had Guilty Beats on oh. and, uh, from Ghana. Yeah. And I was just kind of trying to get a feel of like, what's it like to be a working DJ in Ghana? You know, because he's he's so big. But like, if you're just like, like starting out, like, do you DJ in restaurants and clubs and bars, like weddings? And he was saying one of the biggest gigs you can get is funerals. And I was like, that's nuts. I didn't know that. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's specific funeral songs and there's different funeral songs for different times in the funeral. And it's Cultural a big thing. difference. Crazy. Crazy, How right? dope is that? Oh my I know. God. I didn't realize. And he was yeah. explaining the whole funeral wedding. The fu- funeral DJ scene was almost as big or bigger than the wedding so one. Dope. And there's specific songs for specific times and yeah. when to be sad and when to celebrate. And Well, I had a I'm DJ. Like, wow. I had a DJ my, my girlfriend's mother's funeral. Wow. And that was to date the hardest gig. Yeah, it's up there top three at least. Yeah, I'm sure. Toughest ones because it's old school uh, El Salvadorians in the backyard. Wow. Just looking at me like, why are you playing music? But this is what she wanted. She yeah. wanted, this is what, you know, she told me when she was live, she's like, Mark, you're going you're gonna to DJ my, my funeral. I'm like, oh my God, like no pressure. Like, right. So I got like tons of cumbias going on in there. You know, I found yeah. something with her name in it that from a live concert that was just goosebumps. It was crazy. Wow. Like the night ended like really like eerie. Um, but yeah, man, it's it, it just goes to show you how different gigs are, huh? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And different cultures and <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> but how DJs that find a place within all of it, you and know. And you're never overly prepared, I can tell you that much. No. <laughs> so don't feel bad, any of the DJs listening, if you're like, damn, I forgot to play this, or man, I really you know, schlumped up that one. We're all there. We're yeah. all there. It doesn't matter how much I prep, I'm always like, damn, I really just should have really thought that whole area out better. Oh like, my god. What was I smoking, you know? <laughs> You know, right. They, they well, don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay, everybody. We're all in it together. Yeah. I mean, when you're DJing a funeral, yeah, there's not another. It's Man. not like you're going to make it up uh, at the Man. end. But, I mean, for the Zodiac tracks, I mean, so much preparation must go into that. And also, that's another thing that could be infinite preparation. You just yeah. have to sort of set boundaries like, okay, I'm starting here. I'm ending yeah. here. This is what we're doing. This many artists. Yeah, the birthdays know. are a certain amount of prep. Um, yeah. Yeah, just the research. I mean, because I learned from it. I'm like, oh, I'm a Capricorn. I'm like, oh, these people are Capricorns. Yeah. That's cool to and know. That, I, I loved that part of it, too. The discovery of it was was really, you know, appealing to me. You know, yeah. it, it, it motivated me. Right. Um, but um, the toughest part, believe it or not, was finding the hip-hop records because I thought I had them all because I had Serato. Yeah. And a lot of those were like, you know, like React by, you know, uh, Eric Sermon. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite uh, uh, Just Blaze beats, oh, by the so way. so dope. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm all I'm all set for this uh, month. I'm good. Yeah, the routine itself, I, I I didn't practice much at all. I did those in one to three takes almost every time. What one to five takes? 
That, that part wasn't hard for me. What was hard was not having the hip-hop record and having to go on Discogs or Amoeba uh, when we were still alive, uh, or well, before right. the pandemic, I should say, right. and go, do you have it? Do you have it? You know, like the last-minute sweating, like yeah. I need the vinyl. I thought I had it because I had Serato. Right. So Serato was like, had the mirage in front of me. It was like, oh, it's so true. It seduced me in the wrong way. And I was like, no, Serato. So that was the toughest part about Zodiac. Wow. Interesting. But, but I had you, the original samples. Yeah. But you didn't I had have, the original of samples. Course, but, but you I didn't, didn't have the, the hip hop vinyl, which was really vinyl. like, damn, dude, you, you slipped this much from hip hop. Then I'm, you know, you talk to yourself in your head, no, be that on Serato, dude. Don't worry about it. You know, well, also, you made it this far without needing them until that yeah, day. You know what yeah, I mean? It was like 15 yeah. years. Uh, Again, you can never be overly prepared, you know? Yeah. It's just one of those. But Serato does do that. Like, I remember I was getting hit up to do those Boom Bap Monday things on Twitch. I'm like, right. all right. Yeah. I'm like, I got everything. And then I'm like, it was funny. It was the opposite. I had all this shit on record that I had did not have in my computer. Oh, right. And I was like, right. I thought I had all this. And then I'd be searching it like, you can't even download this? That's crazy. That so, too. That too uh, is, yeah. is, is an issue. Yeah. For, for, yeah, it or goes, a, weir- goes or the other a way. weird version, yep. or I needed the instrumental, so I have to record it in. Yeah, there's and a lot of weird uh, uh, holes in the matrix. Yeah, when it comes to like shit that we took for granted, that's that we had on vinyl. There's yeah, a, I've been finding them left and right lately. Totally. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it's crazy. And um, oh well, here's a good chance to plug Beat Source. We can uh, <laughs> you can DJ there off the cloud. It's another tool you could have in your arsenal. For real, though, just to look up, potentially, oh, the acapella, the instrumental, the official thing is on there, you no, know, no. if you if you don't need. Obviously not for vinyl sets yeah. that, no, that no, you're no, doing. Yeah. No, but, we're, talk- we're talking your, um, your world with your the, the specific incident that you just listed. It was yeah. perfect for that, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, but, but you... You planned out the sets before you did them. Yeah, I had to, I had to have them planned out, and I had to. The whole goal was to honor these musicians, bands, right. solo artists, yeah, uh, and get them in under ten minutes if I could. There's some that got <laughs> right. a little courageous, and contagious, and they got to like twelve minutes or something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I'm doing too much. Let's get this, you know, let's get this down, you know, let's, right? Let's quick mix them and, and do it right. I mean, it's pretty amazing yeah. you fit it in ten minutes. Like this podcast every week, I'm like. This will be an hour at the most. And yeah. I'm like, how did we just talk for two and a half yeah. hours? Like, it's hard to keep things, you know, within the time frame. Man. Um, so I totally, totally get it. Um, and a cool thing that came out of it, too, was the record with Method Man, right? Zodiac Killer. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, I remember when that came out, I'm like, first of all, just the drums on it and the sounds you used. And, I mean, such a dope record just to cut. Thank with you. your friends and Thank just hang you. out and scratch over for hours on end. Um, and besides that is a super dope record, you know. Thank you, man. Um, He's a lot coming from you. Yeah, it was so good. Um, so what's the story behind that? So I, I was, as I was rounding third base on Zodiac tracks, I was like, do I want to do another season? I had done two seasons. And I was like, I think I'm going to cool it out, cool out and get to the next project, you know. Right. Which I guess in the end was a trademark after that. But um, oh, I yeah. wanted to do something – I don't know. I might have my timeline mixed up. I was getting ready for some other idea. I, I have too many ideas. <laughs> I just can't lot. get to them. <laughs> but we were working on set together for a show called Drop the Mic, where celebrities rap battle against each other. It's yes. comedy, you know, produced by James Corden. And um, yeah, I was so happy to see you on there as the DJ. It was great. It was a nice change of pace for me. It was. It felt good to do something like that and get out of my element but right. you know and i met pro- the man was the host met the man was the host and i i approached him i'm like man i you know i'm doing this series on my facebook it's 
starting to go really viral, man, or it went viral about a year ago. And I was like, I, I want to end it with a song called Zodiac Killer. I'm going to put, can I play you a beat, man? I have a mind for it. He goes, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. He's, he's like, bring it next week. I'm like, cool, yeah. Brought the beat next week, put headphones on him, and I'm watching him. And then he starts doing his meth dance. I can't do the meth dance, but he does his sway thing. You know, you know, that <laughs> yeah. shit where he just looks like, you know, like yeah. he can go in any direction. Um, and I was like, I guess I said yes. And he's like, oh, cool, cool, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. The next week on set, he's like, man, can I come by the studio tonight? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So amazing. Comes to the studio, knocks it out in like a take. Wow. And like, I'm, I think we had like a P-pop on the mic. That's like one little minor thing, you know, a technical thing. Yeah. And I'm like sitting there, Spider, I'm sitting there going like, yo, if I would have worked with MCs like this my whole career, <laughs> I would have been like one of the most prolific producers. <laughs> Seriously. He saved me catalog. so, dude, he saved me so much time. Yeah. It was insane. Like I've been in studios with like, where you're going through takes. Right. You know, and I'm not talking about just MCs. I'm talking about musicians. They're not understanding yeah. the, the point. You right. know, you're 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 playing it on a keyboard. No, I want it to sound. I need this chord. This is you know, yeah, diminished. You know, all this stuff. You're you're trying to convey a thought, and it just doesn't sound right. I mean, he just comes in and one take jakes it, and I'm like shaking my head with the cameraman, with my boy C minus, great DJ by the oh, way, the best. And he's just laughing. We're just in there laughing, like this is insane. So I'm like, what do I do with all this extra time in the studio? So I just played him more beats, you know. But, um, Dope. yeah, I- incredible experience. So there was only one other group that I've seen work as fast as meth, and that was the Lonely Island. Oh, my God. I-, I wanted to ask you about that because I know you did a bunch of production for their album and, and there's, like, videos and skits and stuff. Um, and the person managing them was cool. I remember talking to him back in the day. He was the Beastie Boys manager, right? Oh, or, really? Uh, or wasn't that... Damn, I didn't know he managed them. Uh, oh, Steve. Maybe I'm tripping. Steve? Am I tripping? I remember yeah. someone hit me up for beats for Lonely Island a while, like back in the day, and I was like so excited. And then yeah. I started looking, and he he repped some dope people. I feel like wow. it was someone from the Beastie Boys, or maybe it was the Beastie Boys. And and wow, uh, okay, I well, don't know. Some dope. I gotta go back through my emails. Yeah. But uh, the world is getting smaller. I lost lost track. I lost contact with that guy. I gotta yeah. go back. He was such a cool guy. But yeah. I, then when I saw you had done stuff, I'm like, okay, because this dude knew what was up with, like, dope music. Um, so it was so cool yeah, to see so, you doing that. I was so confused when they hit me up because they were <laughs> like, we want beats for a comedy album. And I was like, okay, so, like, I'm thinking because I collect whack shit. I, like, I really like whack demos. Like, <laughs> I adore them. Like, like it's my shit. Like what? Like, what's one of your favorites? Some of your favorites. There's a song called Flaunt It. I can't, but you won't know it. But it's okay. from a kid that went to CSUN and he got a C- minus on his art project. <laughs> Okay. I'll send it to you. Okay. And it's the fucking most hysterical shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, it's the best, worst shit ever. And it wow. just gives me so much joy. Yeah. So I thought they wanted whack shit, you know? And yeah. I was like, okay, so like, you know, like terrible shit, like offbeat. They're like, no, no, no. We want, give us like good shit. And I'm like, oh. So I really still at that point didn't understand their project. And then right. Dick in the Box came out and I'm on a boat and all these big joints came out. I'm like, these dudes are fucking hysterical yeah and then i work with them in the studio for one of our songs I've, I've worked on every one of their albums and they were like lightning fast dude like scary like writing hook execution like almost like you would see like in a in a in a 
in a like a IG clip. Like <laughs> it was weird. Right. Like, I was like, dude, you guys are like steam engine. Like you guys are like such a well oiled machine. I wonder if that's something about capturing the magic of music and comedy where you don't overthink it. I think it's SNL, man, because they right. were working on SNL, oh, and, true. and you know that's a workhorse. Boot camp of yeah, that's just a boot camp weekly boot camp. You, yeah, man, deliver, to be baby. Ready for a live show. Yeah. Lauren Hill, uh, week. Lauren, not Lauren Hill. Uh, Lauren, Lauren Michaels. We need the Lauren Hill, Lauren yeah. Michaels yeah. Uh, collab. <laughs> Collabo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's that kind of boot camp. That's, that's what my gut is telling me. You're totally me. right. That yeah. must be it. Yeah. But they were How insane. dope, though, that you're such a big fan of comedy and music and that you got asked to do that. That's the universe <sighs> or manifestation. Dude. And that's coming together. I got so you. lucky with that, man. I got so lucky with that, man. I, I thank the universe for those kind of moments or even so drop cool. the mic for that matter. Like yeah. anything with comedy. That's another one where it's just like all of your worlds and backgrounds came together for that. And for you to be on drop the mic, it's perfect. When I, I got asked by uh, Seth Rogen to do um, charity for hilarity. Oh, okay. And they wanted the toy set. I'm like, dude, this is incredible, man. Oh like, you God. know, so I did the toy set for, for you know, when was that? Ah, this was ago. like about three, four years ago, oh, something like that. Incredible, and you know, or to raise money, you know, yeah. for uh, Alzheimer's. And oh, that's so cool. And I was like, this is like quadruple win. Like, I just like it was it's just, like you were saying with the alchemist havoc. You know, all the things coming together on yeah. your thing, where you hit that trifecta. You have, like you have those gigs, and then you have the gigs where the promoter was missing in action when you're at the end of the gig. You yeah, know? So you, you, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. And I've, yeah, I've, I've had plenty of. Both, uh, more of the second, more of like where they're missing in action. You know? Well, good to know. So it's, we've it's, all been through all oh of it. Oh man, no, I've had my my teeth kicked in several times for sure. But that's so cool. Like it just really shows to do things for the love of it. Don't worry about money. What other people are gonna think? Even if you think something's a failure, putting the time into something that you feel genuinely passionate about, you think is dope artistically, may pay off 10 years down the line. You don't know. Seth Rogen might see the yeah. toy set way yeah. down the line. You know, you don't know what it's the the cover thing. Yeah. Like it all comes together. Yeah. In a way. Weird things have come about like 5 to 7 years later. Yeah. So, you know. So, so who, you know, that just shows like don't get too caught up in the yeah. moment and what in the past even too and in the future. You never know what's going to happen. Like I don't do any like um you know, what's golden came out. 20 years today. Right. You know, I don't do any of the like, uh, yeah, I know you celebratory mean. things from my past. I'm always, I'm new. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of pushing forward and not trying to stay too in the future. Cause then I get really anxious. Yeah. Well, it's like the saying, you know, you, you, if you live too much in the past, you're uh, depressed. If you're too much in the future, you're anxious. It's so true. I try to stay like in the now, but moving like yeah. Next three years. Like, what am I doing next three years? Am I, I'm kind of in that zone. Right. All the time. No, That's, you're right. That you know. That is something I feel like probably that gives me anxiety if I'm ever feeling like that. I'm I'm overthinking the future, yeah. like something I could never and control guys, or predict. And there's guys that are amazing at it. You know, as we've seen, like these, these some of these producers are insane these days. Yeah. And they're always coming up with new things. I'm like, man. They must be really interesting on a personal level, yeah. man. You know, like True. I have a, a good grasp and a good appreciation for the past. So that's grounded me. Yeah, you so do. That's all sure. it is. That's all it is. Oh, man, that that's so cool. And and we mentioned the toy set. Um, another insanely inspirational, mind-blowing thing to me that I've been I've seen you do over the years so many times. I mean, I've seen you do it. 
I mean, you were you used to do it. Correct me if I'm wrong. When you would tour with Jurassic Five, yeah, you would come out and do that as part of the set. So, yep. I remember seeing you guys way back in the day doing it. I got to even open for you guys at this thing called um, I forgot what it was called. Some ski something in the Bay Area. It was like a mm. um snowboarding events oh. but they did it we were at candlestick park or we were like oh in a i dot, remember this v- event yeah, yeah we were in a, a baseball stadium right and they had snowboarders in the middle i think sean white oh my ended god up get, I, I can't remember what it's called it was some spe- specific event every year yeah. but they booked jurassic five to perform and i got hit to open i was like this is insane yeah, i was dude. so hyped and this was like the myspace days you know um but you did – I had seen you do the toy set on videos, and I think once before from – I had, like, seats really far away, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I got to see you do it up close at that right show, oh, and it was just, like, out of the biggest treat, like, for me, because nice, I'm like, man. this is crazy. Oh. Like, so, you know, I don't even know how to explain this to the audience or somebody that doesn't know much about it, but basically you've – You've collected these toys, um, I don't know, since you were a kid? or, or No, th- <laughs> so there was one toy that my ex-girlfriend showed me called Music Blocks, and okay. it's like, you know, it's a big slab of plastic, and it has, you know, I think six or eight cubes on it, and right. each side of each cube has a different shape, and each shape represents a different part of the band. Yeah. And so I'm playing this thing, and like, you know, her son has it, and I'm like pressing it, I'm like, this thing sounds like an SP-1200. And I'm playing, you know, and I'm seeing there's a cartridge in it. I'm like, I took the cartridge out and put the jazz one in. I'm like, this is insane. Like each (laughs) one, like, you know, circles are bass lines, stars are pianos. And I'm like, yeah, the shapes actually make sense with the sounds. Right. And I'm like, this is an incredible toy. So I bought like, I think I bought six of them or eight of them. I can't remember. And I just practiced with a mixer in the middle. And I was like, well, this could be a fun little thing with Jurassic 5. How'd you get the mixer in the middle? Like, how'd you get the sound into I, it? I, I had my boy take the eighth inch out that's out of that toy for uh-huh. headphones for the kids yeah. and made it quarter inch. Oh, okay. And so I'm not very good at soldering. I'm, I'm really sloppy. So I had my boy do all the soldering work. Okay. But, but I, it didn't just plug in. That's what no, I No, it didn't just plug in. <laughs> so I had, had that routed in. And then I was like, well, God, if this toy does that, then there must be a bunch of other toys. And so there weren't as many as I thought, but there were a good handful of other modern toys that were crazy. But then I was like, well, let me start thinking about the past. And so I got the 1969 chimp that claps yeah. the symbols, and he holds like metronome for me as I go through all the toys that are filling up the entire stage. Um, at, at that point, they were filling up the entire stage. Yeah. But it started kind of like, well, I need a DJ routine because um, Cut was getting ready to leave the group or had already left, I forget. But okay. um, So I needed to kind of fill up more time. And right. So then the group broke up shortly after that, and oh, I was okay. like, oh, my God. I never saw myself like as a solo artist in any way, shape, or form. So I was like, well, let me fill up the entire stage with toys and see what this does. And it, it thank God it paid the bill for bills for like – six years or something like that. So, <laughs> so you like, just toured that yeah. set, basically? Would yeah. you do another DJ set, too? Yeah, so I would do a set before it, you know, okay. the, the party rock and having fun, you know, like getting people on the dance and floor. And then, like, here's then this be crazy. in Korea, and then they go, oh, you know. Oh, my God, so, traveling with that stuff. It's a nightmare to travel with it. It, it, it I never <laughs> aced it. I never figured out the travel portion of it. I figured out the set, and I've done, like, clean sets of the toy set, but yeah. traveling with it, beat my ass to the very end. I oh never figured it out. I never was under the weight restriction. Uh, there was always a broken toy or mishandling oh of my man. equipment through the airlines um, and through every airline. Uh, 
it always whooped my ass. I, wow. it, it causes so much stress. I just had, a, I had to stop. I was like, man, I got I need to chill for a little bit and go on to the next project. Would you ever <laughs> do it again? It would have to be like a big check. Well, I was supposed <laughs> to do it for this year's Russian Red Bull three style. Oh yeah. And then the pandemic hit. Right. So, okay. and, um, the check was right. <laughs> and I yeah, was like, Red Bull can put anything, it on its own private jet yeah. out there. <laughs> Each anything toy gets for my a man, seat. Kenny too, you know, who runs, yeah. you know, Red Bull three style. I love oh, Kenny death. So, I was like, okay, Kenny, I'll do it, you know. But it takes a lot of prep. It takes a lot of battery changes. It, they, they're not meant to be practiced no. on a lot, so I can't practice. I'll maybe get a practice or three wow. in yeah, to just refresh my memory on certain parts, but I can't go knocking at them right. and drilling the routines. Right. They're not going to put up with it. Crazy. Um, They'll just break after a while. Absolutely. Wow. That's so nuts like i always wondered i'm like where did he get these is he collecting them is it just keeping growing after a while and some work really well on stage some just take and every shit. time i like I, when i had a kid then i would get these toys and i'd be like this this is kind of dope yeah. it's kind of like from his set like tag like, me on the toys everybody I, I, well, tag me on the good ones some companies made futuristic ish <laughs> yeah. ones like um i remember buying one i well i'm forgetting the name of everything at this point but um i'll try to remember the name but it was these cards and so you would you had to put an ipad or a phone into the front of it mm. and then it had a bunch of slots like um, on both sides and it was a game you play sort of against each other uh -huh. and it had a ton of cards and the cards were a stem of the songs oh, yeah and so it would change the tempo and the and bring in certain instruments and certain songs so it had like check the rhyme or call me maybe <laughs> you know like the Whoa. it had like tribe called quest and carly ray jepson it has like everything Whoa. on it so it had like scenario and like all kinds of stuff and then you drop the the cards and it would adjust the tempo and the things and you'd make these sort of like mashups um sick but i bought it for my son right away because i'm like sick. i want to play with this you know it reminded me of some of the oh, stuff you bro, did that sounds wonderful um, my kind of party. I don't even know if that thing still they make it or what. My my friend Urban Medium uh, Derek in Atlanta hit me. He's like, "Have you seen this thing?" And I was like, "He's like, I just got one for my daughter." I'm like, "I just got one for my son," and we're Whoa. like playing with it. But it's incredible. You know, sim similar kind of kind of stuff. I love it. The stuff that they're coming up with for the kids is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like even the Garage Band stuff yeah. is just nuts. Like yeah. they have access to these samples and and. The, they have the same kind of thing too with these loops I've been seeing in the garage band. These little kids are making beats and showing me and they have like a circle loop and a square loop and it. Yeah. It shows what they're doing and they drop them on each other. And I'm like, this Man. is nuts. Like yeah. what, what they it. have the ability to do. Um, and, um, you mentioned, um, uh, what was the thing I was going to bring up? It was somewhere in there. Well, I, um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. But either way, there's like you have so many projects that like <laughs> I'm looking at my notes like I want to ask him about this and this. <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? I, I don't want to like it to fall by the wayside that we brought up was your sample packs. Um, yep. So you 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 brought them up before, but how would people get them? You release them with yeah. Ableton, right? So yeah. do you have to have Ableton to to buy and use them? No. So um, my. I did a pack with Ableton called Creme de la Crate. Okay, that's what it was. And I got then that one. I released it also through Drumbroker. Okay. And I also released it on my website at djnewmark.com. Okay. And it's also on sounds.com. So there's a few got different it. areas it's living in. Right. Um, I'm still new to the sample pack world. Well, I'm about eight or nine in, but <laughs> uh, 
I'm still new at it. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that's a good thing or not for it to be everywhere or if you just want to drive people to one place. But at any rate, you can get it. Um, and really, I guess the moral of the whole sample pack story is I'll have a new one on Black Friday called Create Adventure. Okay. And it'll be more like music uh, oriented. I'll have drums on there for sure. I'm a drummer. I grew up playing drums, so I have to, you know, include that. But um, I brought in, you know, like uh, African guitar, like crazy textures, um, good drum loops. Um, I did an area called sample star- uh, song starters where I give people just the first four bars to a song, like oh, cool. where I, I, I made the music, I give them everything, and you guys can chop away or build on that idea. Wow. You know, when you're uninspired, yeah, those kind of things help. I like that kind of stuff, so... Uh, a lot of people talk about um, writer's block. I don't really know what writer's block exactly is because I'm always just touching on something. <laughs> right. So it always takes me down some crazy river. <laughs> yeah. But I see what they're saying. You know, when you procrastinate and then you get in, you don't know where to start. So yeah. I gave a whole area called song starters. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really what's what's next. And, uh, yeah. And they're royalty-free. And royalty-free. People can take them, chop yeah. them, loop them, do yeah, whatever they want. Smack put them it up, out flip there. it, rub it down. Oh, no. <laughs> Hell, Yeah. Amazing. That's so cool. So that's something people could buy. So the one was through Ableton, but the rest you keep releasing yeah. through all those other areas. Yep. And, and I'll continue to. Right. And so I think the only reason to have it exclusive is if a company wants to cut you a huge check and have it exclusive. Yeah. Right? And, and what you know, I did it that way the first time around because I just didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I, I couldn't get anybody to return my call from uh, um, Splice. Interesting. You know, so I just I tried like five times the email there and the no, nobody hit me back, so I was like, okay, well, I'll try it through my buddy at Drum Broker, uh, Alcoda. Yeah. Did it with him. Then, um, then you know, Ableton was like, yo, man, what's going on? I'm like, let's let's talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> Dope. That's so cool. Well, I got to get those other ones. I got the Creme de la Crate one yep. Uh, yep. through Ableton, and then I wasn't sure how to get the other ones, so got glad you. I asked. I got you. Um, and, and your website's dope. Like, for people that haven't checked it, you keep referencing it, but very well put together. It it shows everything, you know, you could buy through your store, but also really breaks down all the things you've worked on. And I think keeps up to date. And, uh, because something else we haven't discussed is some, a huge thing you do is music for movies and TV shows. Mm. Um, you like, I watched the Tom and Jerry movie (laughs) with my son and it made it so much, not that it, it was good, but it made it so much better to hear the music and to hear scratching in there and to yeah. hear all the elements. Like when I watched Spider-Man and I heard Blakey, you know, on yeah. that, yeah. it was like, oh my God, yeah. like I yeah. have to watch this again. So then when I saw Tom and Jerry and I actually didn't know that you had any part of it. So at first I'm like, why is there like a dope beat? And I'm like, yeah. why is there scratching? And then I'm like, oh shit, Newmark did this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I've been very fortunate i've been knocking on the motion picture industry door for like 10 11 years now and they're okay. slowly opening it up now yeah you know and i like really look up to you know guys like danny elfman and you know come oh. from like oingo boingo and then next thing you know they're like simpsons and they're doing the whole theme song and you're like wow that is incredible what he did yeah. with that um amazing so i mean that's ultimately where i would like to go production wise yeah and so doing you know They'll say, you know, they, they need a cue to, to match this feel or right. uh, Christopher Leonard's who who actually scored the film says, hey, I need you to roughen up this so it feels oh. like the alley scene where Tom okay. is chasing Jerry down the alley, you know. Right. So sometimes you're working off of an idea. Sometimes you're coming up with something from scratch. And so I got like, a, a I think, a core, co-scoring and 
additional production credit on Tom and Jerry, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. Uh, and I did similar things for uh, Ride Along 1 and Ride Along 2 with Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. Oh, cool. So I'm just, it's good. And it's the tr- same composer did that as well, Yeah, right? so Christopher Leonard's, you know, God bless him, man. He's, he's been uh, such a generous soul, and I guess he trusts my musical intu- intuition. That's great. So it's been great, and it's very hard work, you know. Like, yeah, you know, I know. A minute is a lifetime of work. Right. You know, when they're like, okay, we need a minute. I'm like, oh, okay, babe, we got to cut dinner kind of early tonight. I got, I got to get back to the lab. Like this right. is pr- a minute, like, you know, like, a minute's a big deal, you know. Right, right. So, and then you have hundreds of people critiquing and yeah, giving their sir. notes afterwards, Absolutely, right? Absolutely. The you know. studios and the directors mm-hmm. and the music supervisors and God knows who. Absolutely. Right? You know, they usually have a reference and then, yeah. You know, the guy who's scoring it, you know, does his interpretation, then he realizes it's not exactly right, and then he gives it to you because, you know, he knows you're in the trenches and you know what's up. Yeah. So it's now it's time for you to to put the fairy dust on it. And, yeah. you know, you better make it, you know, uh, sound exuberant because that's right. the adjective that they want. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. So it's – I really like it a lot. I really enjoy doing this kind of work because it's opposite of music work. It's – you're not coloring outside of the lines and being creative. You're going, no, imitate it. Yeah. Imitate it. Make an 808 out of out of a sine wave. Go. Right. You know, like it's 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 bringing in every tool you need. Yeah. You know, or you've learned or you don't know and you need to learn how you're on YouTube going, how do I make this? You know, right. I, I need to make this synth sound like exactly like this. How do I do it? You know? Yeah. Totally. Without going through thousands of sounds because you don't have the luxury of that time to go through right. patches and patches and patches of stuff. And you definitely can't sample. So no. you're like, you know, you're learning. Yeah, you know, totally. Sound design. That's that's cool. And so you've been working on more and more stuff in that world yeah. and trying to I mean, that that's a great thing for someone like you that's so deep in the DJ and production world to be able to do that, make money but also be creative in a different yeah. way. It kind of pointed me towards Run for Cover as well. It's, it's another yeah. reason for Run for Cover because I would hear them going, "We need something that sounds like Groove is in the heart right here, but we can't clear the original because we're right. having a problem and da da da. You know, we can only clear half of it. We can't clear the the master side." And I'd hear yeah. always I've always hear these conversations of a hang up with the sample. True. There's too many writers, yada yada yada. There's always yeah. some hang up and I was like, "Man, well, I can give, you know, some new life to some things, you know. I kind of know what what they're after. Yeah. No licenses yet on Run for Cover, but yeah, man. <laughs> we'll oh, see what happens. Sure. I have one come in for Pasta Cavassier though. Really? But um Dope. Yeah. So, you know, but it's um you learn all these things when you're around these people who work on motion pictures in all the different departments. You know, it's, right. It's, it's it's interesting. That's cool. No, that's I that's a great direction, you know, I can see. It's cool to see a lot of people DJs and producers as they get older be able to do this stuff because it's like you said like they didn't want to hear our sound before but now like it's we're older true. everybody's older so like yeah you know I'm going to take my kid to Tom and Jerry yeah. and I want to hear dope beats behind you, you hit it, it right you know? on the head I mean, they didn't want to hear any of this way back when and now yeah. we're all the same it was the age. old guard back then you yeah. know they were like this is how we do it yeah. now like we're in charge and people like us or people that yeah. were a fan of Jurassic 5 yeah. coming up and they're like I get to have Newmark work on my yeah. project that's no, amazing they'll, they'll say straight up we wanted to sound like a break record or we wanted to sound like yeah. James, James Brown's you know um, uh this is a man's world meets funky drummer or something like right. that. You know, we wanted to be, you know, sad, but funky. You're like, Oh yeah. wow. They're using all, all the stuff I understand. Whereas before they'd be like, we want it to like be <laughs> aggressive. And you're like, okay, that can mean a lot of things, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, or like, can't you just put a beat behind it and people yeah. can dance? Yeah. It's like, no, what something are you talking can, they about? can dance to. Can yeah. Mean, can mean a million different things. Right. You know? Or make it a house song or yeah. yeah. They didn't know the terminology yeah. back then. And yeah. now, 
they're more well versed and just cooler people are in charge. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. You know, that are just down with yeah. dope shit. You yeah. know? Yeah. And even with the um whole NFT and that kind of world too. I've seen you sort of do a couple little posts be in that world a little yeah. bit and some of the companies and I've even talked to some other uh, friends that I have that are really good at composing and making beats and saying how is there going to be a need to be NFT composers, you know, to help right. the artists or help any of these projects that come out? Um, right. What What have you been working on in that world? Have you done anything at all? I did like four or five composing gigs for one artist. Okay. And it, it never came out. Okay. And so it left a little bit of a weird taste in my mouth. Not that I'm mad about it or anything. Like that. I was just like, I was like, okay, I need to approach this differently because it's, yeah. it's time spent. And as I'm, as I'm 50, I realized that the runway ahead of me is less than what was behind me. <laughs> and so now it's not, I, I don't drill people about budget or tell my agent, Hey man, the budget needs to come up as much. I'm more about time now. Okay. I'm, more, I'm more about bucket list. I want to work with this person, this person, or yeah. do this project run for cover two, whatever it is. I want to do this before I'm gone. Right. So it's time now. So I, there's one really big one I'm working on right now, but I can't say who the artist is because that, that, F's up yeah. the whole campaign, but totally. it's a good one. It's a really good one. Right. Um, and I'm very much into the whole blockchain thing. I just was trying to find my way in and I jumped the gun a little bit too much and I'm glad it didn't come out. So I got lucky. Yeah. And you, you get to learn from it. Yeah. And yeah. you never know in the same way we said things you did five, 10 years ago are coming back full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. You might yeah. come five years later and be like, yo, that NFT I composed uh, turned yeah. out to be this huge thing. Yeah. You yeah. never know. You I never mean, know. and you learned from it. Um, and nobody knows what the hell they're doing in that world right no, now. It's, it's all, all experimental. It's all yeah. new. There was a time when it was huge and yeah. it died and it came back and yeah. now it's bigger than ever. And it's yeah. up and down. And people are learning, yeah. you know, and I've even been just learning so much about people DJing in the metaverse and doing these gigs, you know, and potential uh, online casinos and metaverse oh worlds. And um, in the same way you're playing on Twitch. I mean, there could be clubs and places and events Unreal. where people from all over the world can come see Newmark virtually in a metaverse thing and potentially get paid or have a listening party for your run for cover too, or it. it is one of my boys was saying they're eventually, you know, we were talking about the importance of these NFTs, the visual NFTs. Right. He said, well, you know, eventually what's going to happen is they're going to have whole worlds like yeah. curated, you know, you're in Tokyo right now. Yeah. Well, no, I'm in the Valley. No, you're in Tokyo right now. Yeah. The whole world has been curated, you know, by this artist and you, to make you feel like you're in Tokyo from the flowers to the backdrops, right. You know, to the it's Kodo true. playing in the background and, uh, a DJ is going to be playing virtually from someplace else. Right. One time only set. You can't repeat any of the songs, some craziness. So there's all this like, you know, unexplored area that we're going to be approaching soon or that, yeah. we're, or that we're already here kind of, you know, but. And they're going to be able to be connected to things. Like let's say you bought the NFT that, I mean, I'm just making things up, but like that it was associated with run for cover yeah. one. That means you have some sort of access, you know, to yeah. like, the shirts and run for cover two yeah. or, you know, they're going to create these ways to connect everything. I yeah. think it'll be interesting to see if it just completely dies away. I know um, if it just completely dies away, it'll, it'll make me rethink a lot of things that, um, you know, I was saying before we all got kicked into 2050 here, yeah. you know, and a lot of this is from what's happening with COVID and, you know, 
in humans with their ability to adapt. Yeah. You know, so it'll be interesting to see if humans jumped the gun on this. You know, it is or, funny. Or, or if, if it's going to be something like, oh, yeah. man, I really wish I would have developed more NFTs right. in the year 2018. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, it's funny because I follow a ton of the people now on Twitter and all, and all the different, you know, Discord and the platforms. And uh, something I've noticed about the NFT world and even the cryptocurrency world, yeah. but the NFT world is that almost everyone keeps claiming um, we're early. Like, it's so... I'm so happy that I'm this early and I know what's happening. And it's kind of like, are you jump? Are you get? And I'm not saying they are, I don't know, but, but I've never heard of another, like when I was first DJing, I wasn't like, I'm so early right now when digital DJing comes out, I'm going to be ready to go because I already did this. And I mean, I guess if you think about it, I was, but, but I don't know, like, is that a weird thing to keep saying how early you are because you're predicting something that you don't even know what's happening. Yeah. Pretty sure. Like, Grandmaster Flash wasn't saying I'm so early right now. Right, he like it's just, a weird thing to he was keep experimenting. A and, mantra yeah. to have in your yeah. industry <laughs> is like we're early, we're early. Like, how about just work on the idea, yeah. and then you're gonna figure out if you were early. Because, like you said, there's even times you're too early. I remember yeah, trying to make. I like talked to someone at Verizon, and like I was trying to do internet radio, and it was the early 2000s. Oh, man. You know, it was like 2003 or four, and like cell phones had just got little screens and. I was like, I want to make content for cell phones. And I had like a studio and I had rappers come yep. and we yep. would do freestyle sessions. Wow. And I'm like, it's going to be amazing. And now probably that could work. But back then I paid, I spent money and I made this whole thing and nothing happened with wow. it. And it was almost like you're too early sometimes. 2000, huh? Wow. You were ahead well, of the game. It was like 2000. Three or four, like yeah, I don't know, majorly early. Yeah, but I man. remember, like, I had a phone that flipped open a little yeah. screen, and they were starting to have things, and it wasn't wow. ready. You couldn't watch. Even now, we have problems with Zoom, and people yeah. are like, "Can you hear me?" I, I don't. I, you yeah. know, it's all going back and forth. So no, it's we're going through some sh- technological right. realness, right and everybody's now. trying to figure yeah. everything out, yeah. and. and and everyone's so st- oh, the metaverse and the cryptocurrency yeah. and the whole world. There are people that don't have phones and computers yeah. and live in the middle of nowhere and don't know yet. So you're also excluding all of them. They're like, do you yeah. want to create a world where they're in one world and you're in the other? Yeah. Like, we're going to have to figure this all out. But but it is super exciting. And I think Absolutely. there's a space for it. You know, I like Absolutely. the virtual reality aspect of it and the NFTs and, and all this futuristic stuff. There's a place where musicians and people can come together and... Yep. Do something. Absolutely. We're figuring it out. Absolutely. Um, and and something that, you you know, you were touching on, like, I guess not caring about the budget or not caring about the money as much and doing bucket list things and being in a different place in your career where you're making samples for other people to use or you're making other things and, in a way, giving back to the culture. Yeah. and. Something that I've noticed about DJs getting older, like you mentioned, you're 50 years old. Yeah. Happy birthday! Thank you, bro. And that's <laughs> that's inspirational in itself. That's so dope. Like to hear that DJs I love are 50 now. Yeah. When when I was younger, that wasn't no DJ was 50. I don't know that didn't even exist in a yeah. way. And I saw like you did your birthday at Russell Peters' yeah. house. Who, yeah, he was gracious enough to have me and put up with uh, all my antics. And- <laughs> So that was very kind of Russell. Thank you, Russ. Russ, you're the best. Uh, hopefully, he'll come on this one day and uh, bless us with his. Yeah, he'll make fun point. of me the entire episode. Yeah. I'm sure that's yeah. all he does. Everything will be an innuendo or a, or a word that you that he 
flips that you said into yes, something sexual or crazy. Yes, he will definitely <laughs> say that, yeah, a lot of weird things about me, my race, uh, Jewishness, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's his Steve. Very un-PC, and I'm ready for it. Let's go. Um, but, you know, what I'm getting at is that I feel like... Like, I guess something I noticed, let's say, with the Beat Junkies as an example, was Perfect when they started example. this school, I was like, how the hell are these guys going to run a school? And also, do they even want to? They're going to yeah. be annoyed with people asking them questions. And, and in my head, I'm like, that's crazy. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. But how is this going to work? As I've seen it grow and how incredible it is and yeah. how people don't even realize the opportunity they have to learn from once in a lifetime things learning from these incredible DJs yeah um but also like the smile on the beat junkies faces and the the sparkle in their eye was like wow yeah maybe this is the magical touch of growing older as a DJ you don't try to keep doing the same things you don't say back in my day I did this you grow, you evolve, and you give back. Yeah. Well, and that's the way to, like, make your inspiration grow and feel good and make the world a better place when you're not here anymore, right? Well, I mean, my, co my dad was a college professor for 37 years, and he would always say he was constantly learning from his students. He loved that's his— That's amazing. He, he, he taught uh, speech and communication, and he, he was—his favorite class was the foreign students that would come here from, you know, Iran and, you know, yeah. Philippines and all around the world. He was just like, they—I mean, there's a whole different look of life right. from them, you know. And so it would blow him away. He would always tell me stories and, and crazy stories. That's so cool. You know, um, I think when you—when you're teaching, you know, you're, you're, you're getting so much back. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. You're, you're you're giving, but you're getting so much back. I don't know if I'd be able be able to be cut out for it, man. Those guys. The good thing about the B junkies is there's a lot of them. Yeah, and they all can wear a lot of different hats. So they yeah. oh, well, let me dish it off to Mr. Chalk up for this one, man. You know, right. so shouts to Chalk, shouts to Retmatic, J Rock, Babu, C minus, every the whole crew. Yeah, you know, C styles. Yeah. Celos, all those guys, Cilos, man. -Styles, Good everybody. Crew. I mean, what they've built and been building is incredible. But like you said, I wouldn't think, I mean, no offense to Babu, he's one of my idols and favorites, but I wouldn't think he would be a teacher, natural born. He loves it. He's amazing. He loves it. it. He's, yeah, he's yeah. great. And he yeah. loves it. And it's so cool to see that yeah. because you'd think, oh, I remember him from Dilated People. He's smoking yeah. weed and he's yeah. just doing his thing. And he doesn't, I'm, I'm intimidated by him. I don't want to talk to him. I think he's going to like kill me or something. Well, the thing about Babs is he, he, Babs is hysterical. Right. You know, for those who don't know Babs, he's one of the funniest human beings on earth, man. You get to talking <laughs> with him and he gets in his silly mode. Forget about it. He's so fucking funny to talk to. Like, <laughs> like, like we've I've laughed really fucking hard with that guy. I love it. That's um, great. Yeah. No. He's 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 cut out for it. You know, yeah. He's cut out for it. Well, it's just cool. So like, so so yeah. What do you think? So that's so interesting. You know, and about your father. And I know you were really close with him. Yeah. And I used to love. I you know I've watched the videos and things you've posted, and yeah. it's really you know it's amazing. It's touching to see like the relationship you guys had. And, Thank you. Um, and also, like, relating that, his his being a college professor and constantly learning, and that's something I've heard from mentorship on both sides, that, like, yeah. people are like, hey, can you be my mentor? Like, how do I get a mentor? Mm. 
I think you have to be a mentee as much as a mentor as a mentor to you. And it's the same relationship. Like they have to be getting something from you. And I've met a lot of younger people where I've gotten a lot out of that and I've been inspired. And um, so, yeah, like what are some things you think DJs can do to give back um, besides some of the stuff we talked about or, or just some of that stuff? You know, really, you know, because it's a, it's a broad question and this could be uh, um perceived by a very young DJ or someone who's, who's like getting ready to hang it up. Yeah. true. So I, I would say time because you know, it is, it is very precious, you know? And what I mean by that is however you want to spend your time. It could be from your Twitch channel. Yeah. It could be from you playing out like physically. It could be from you showing your scratch techniques. That yeah. time is it's circulated in such a wonderful way that you don't even see, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, I, I thought my, one of my projects completely failed, Yeah. but I didn't realize it circulated and made you know, made its rounds as yeah. many times as it did until here we are 2021. And I'm like, Oh, you know, right. This round of literally this round of interviews woke me up to something I did in 2004. Yeah. So that's like insane, you know? Yeah, very so insane. yeah, your time and whatever you like to do, don't do something that you're, you know, half-assing it comes, it sh- shines through right away. People can tell that you didn't put much time into it. You know, yeah, do something right. that you care about, that you think about, that you're obsessed with, you know, yeah. do that shit, you know. Right. Yeah. Something that can will stick inside of the next person and will grow and flourish inside of them that then come into a whole new thing that then they'll pass on. And Yeah. I mean, I, I dropped out of x-ray school because that was my backup plan, uh-huh. you know, and my mom worked at Kaiser Hospital for 45 years. Wow. And, you know, came here from Iran, learned the language total G, you know? Yeah. And she's like, well, it's a good backup plan. You always have a job, you know? Yeah. You know, and you know, it wasn't until I walked out of class about six months before graduating and said, I can't do this. I can't, you know, it's not like an insurance job where you can afford to daydream about music the whole day. Right. You're, you're taking care of patients. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked out and like the, mo- it felt like it anyway, the moment I walked out, J five started touring for, for what, was seen forever yeah, <laughs> and then went gold, you know, or sold like 120,000 units independently and so then dope. went gold, you know, like it just kept going and going, and going. So that's an instance where my full heart was immersed in this thing. Yeah. It was my passion. And when I put all my eggs in that one basket, it flourished. Right. Yeah. Some people don't have that experience. So I can't say that for everybody, but right. You know, passion goes a long way though. You know, it's That's not to huge, be overlooked. <laughs> huge statement. And I mean, Jurassic five is one of my favorite groups too. Oh, like, I mean, I have every single 12 inch wow. you guys put out every album, anything that would come out, I would get it. I mean, I would just play it in my car over and over and over Damn. and over, you know, it was like, and I would go to so many of your guys' concerts, you know, I mean the huge turntable also wow. thing. You guys had that I got was- a few gray whiskers from that one. <laughs> How the hell did you guys bring that fucking thing around? Dude. You have to build it every single show? Basically. Oh, my God. Basically. But it worked. I remember yeah. seeing it. I'm like, that's a prop. And then I saw you guys scratching on it. I'm like, uh, this is nuts. took me like four or five months to develop that thing, and it, it <laughs> wiped me out, bro. Crazy. Wow. You really drain yourself. You put everything into it, and then you drain it out, and then you the come back. The problem is, is by the time I'm ready to perform the fucking thing, I'm too tired, yeah. right? <laughs> Oh, oh shit! God. I need like a, a, a espresso shots of Red Bull. I know at that man. point, but uh, yeah, 
I feel like <laughs> I, I wish we had like a ten hour podcast because there's so many things I want to ask <laughs> you about because we didn't even so say how like the how J five even you know Jurassic five even formed in a way you know and like how your I, I always wondered like how much of your sound was incorporated into it and then cut chemist and then all the different people in it and how it even came together and who decided who did what. I'll you give know? you a real short one. Okay, uh, yeah. J five is two groups formed as one plus me. Oh, it's like the, the Brady first Bunch of, the, yeah. of rap groups. Yeah, there you go. So that's the first part of the question. Okay. And as far as our sound, I mean, production-wise, it was usually equally produced by myself and Cut Chemist. Okay. And then there was always like a guest producer or two or three or whatever. Right. Um, and yeah, that's the short of it, you know. Okay. And, you know, we really got along with the MCs because they knew almost as much about the records as we did. Like, they, yeah. you know, a guy like Soup, for instance, like he really knows his 12 inches. He really knows records, you right. know. Um, he was talking about Mantronics and stuff with us. He was talking about, you know, all these like rare one-offs and we're like, damn, this is, that's pretty cool. I think I can be in a group with these guys, you know? Yeah. So that's what, that was the engine in my humble opinion that kept this thing going is right. that the MCs cared about it the way the producers did. Yeah. And true. so it kind of had this commonality where we can lean on something, you know, yeah. we can, we can lean on true school, uh, the generation before us to propel yeah. us in our next release. Right, and it really felt like you guys were honoring the original group of hip hop by bringing it into a while bringing it into a new yeah era, which is like all the music you make that we talked about in the beginning. And it, it you know, when I would hear all the MCs going together and Charlie Tuna doing his part, and yeah. I mean, his voice is just so all their voices are iconic, but yeah. you know, his just that yeah. standout deep voice. They don't make baritones anymore. You just don't hear them anymore. No, I can like. Yeah, there's this one dude out of Europe I know. I forget his name, damn. Uh, there's a very few, and, and, and in singers as well, you hear less baritones. I mean, when we were growing up, we had Barry White. We had all these guys. Yeah. Even Lou Rawls is a baritone. Right. You know, he, he, he get down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> yes, he's very blessed for that, for I having know. that voice, you know. So, oh, it's just like. So classic. I was very lucky to have them. I'm thankful to them. I appreciate them. Yeah. And so and so it just kind of like you said Cut Chemist left the group yep. and then they broke up and it's uh I know you guys did a reunion thing at Coachella at one point. Yep. yep. Um but basically it was just kind of like we're all ready to go do our own thing. I think so. I think you know we hit, we hit a we hit that plateau, we hit that yeah. glass ceiling whatever you want to call it and uh you know Everybody can smell it in the room or feel it in the room, and that you're, just you're trying to put the pieces back together. Or you're trying to, you know, make something, and it's like, ah, it's funny. It used to fit so evenly and perfect. The Tetris used to just, yeah, tick, 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 tick. Now we're really like we're really working at it. So you got to ask yourself, you know, are you going against the grain? You right. Know? And as we all know, with art, it has to flow, baby. You yeah. know. So uh, everybody took some time to explore their individual creative endeavors, and yeah, yeah. Cool. And what about with uh, Cut Chemist? Like, you know, it was dope to see two DJs working yeah. together and two producers and yeah. two people that knew so much about breaks and, and history of music. And um, do you still, like, work with him at all or I just kind of homies? I, I haven't worked with him at all, but I was just hanging out at his house, like, literally about a week and a half ago oh, for his birthday. So he just had a birthday. Nice. So we were there laughing our asses off about it. He's really fucking funny. Anybody who knows Cut, he's he has the driest sense of humor. He won't laugh and he'll say the illest shit ever and he'll <laughs> just start laughing. So, and he and to top it off, he has a great memory, so he can recall things like from television shows. Or, right, you know, he can, his recalls really fast, so yeah. it, so that makes the joke really hit. You know, 
I'm the opposite. My recall isn't as sharp as his. He has a steel <laughs> trap, so it, it's always fun hanging out with Cut, you know. Yeah. Um, and he likes stupid humor like me. The stupider, the better. Yeah, me know? too. Yeah. I love you guys like like Eric Andre, like that uh, kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know if he does if he likes <laughs> Eric, but I fucking adore Eric. And right. I or like and Tim, I came, Tim and Eric. I came this close to being the music, uh, doing music for that last Eric Andre. Oh man, film. That would I be met incredible. with them. I played him songs. I sent him. Well, this is what I think, and then I. Didn't hear from him. Eric. But he was like, hey, man, come to my show. He had a, he had a um, uh, fire festival kind of show. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> and then you had comedy and Tiffany Haddish and all these people. So I was like, you oh, know, yeah. You know, I love Eric, though. I'm a huge fan. Um, yeah. The guy that edited my toy set that's online mm-hmm. edits for Eric Andre. Luke, the editor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Luke would always play me, you know, here's the next ep- episode, and I'd just be like, dude, I love this guy. So, Oh, yeah. my God. My brother, I have a younger brother, um, and they put me on to, like, all that crazy comedy, yeah. you know. And uh, I think Eric, uh, my brother's music is on Stone's Throw now. Oh. Um, so Peanut Butter Wolf loves loves all their stuff. And What's, what, Which brother's? Uh, he goes, uh, they go by Jerry Paper. Jerry Paper. Okay. Yeah, that's his. Uh, that's their. Uh, he 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 goes by they, not he. So I keep. I'm. I gotta. Got I it. gotta get good at that. Uh, got um, it. But um, uh, I'll, ch- I'll check out Jerry Paper. Yeah, for sure. check out Jerry Paper. I okay. think Eric Andre and Tim and Eric all of them. They love him. Really uh, cool. Yeah, man. because uh, it's a big deal. They got to do the music recently for this Tim Heidecker award show thing uh-huh. and my brother was like the music director person wow and, um that's it's a big, funny because they'll deal, get man. called to dj a thing and yeah. they're like i don't even dj you know yeah, <laughs> i'm yeah, like yeah. i'll show you what's up oh that's so cool that's a big accomplishment you know that's yeah a, they you know, anytime you do something for you know a film television a, a yeah. gig that's related to film to yeah. maybe it's a big deal because you're you're meeting new people and you're you're totally. you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's really what we're talking about. That's yeah. really what this whole podcast has been about is me constantly going into a new it's true. A, a, a outer body experience and out of my comfort zone. It wasn't like I know that that toy set's going to work or I know yeah. that covers are going to it is that's not it at all. Honestly, that <laughs> is the overarching theme of this since yeah. the beginning is every time you've gone out of your comfort zone something good happens. Um, and especially as DJs, it's easy for us to stay within what we know to hate on the outside world. We're almost trained to do that. I was terrified when J five broke up. I'm like, I don't want to be no solo artist. Right. I don't even want to DJ shows by myself. Yeah. Like I I didn't want to do none of that. I wanted to pass the baton to the next guy. That's all I cared about. Cause I know we have power. Yeah. You know, I know we can hit them from every angle and just blow the roof off this shit. Yeah. So when it became like, now you do it, Right. What are all of your ideas? And you execute it, new. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck. That's crazy. Brain, uh, brain implosion, you know, right. so. And I mean, and at that point, it's like a fight or flight type thing. Yeah. Like, your brain's probably telling you, nah, I'm out, you know? Yeah. And, and you and have to be like, and it did. no, we're in. Yeah. No, it, it did for a, for a good while, man. Really? I, I had 10 billion ideas while that was happening. Right. I'm I'm like the quintessential idea guy. Like, I know. How do you decide just, what to focus on idea wise? The dry erase board. It goes up there, and then I look at it. I'm like, that thing looks like shit. Get that <laughs> thing off my board. It, it like it mocks me when it's on the board. Right. Right. Small, and then I got all these ideas, and it's like, get that shit out of here. And then there's ones that just keep staying up there. Run for cover was one of them. So it just kept staying there, and it kept kind of moving to the top. Right. I had that, and I had this request line idea that kind of got shot on during pre-pandemic, where I. I was going to take requests from people um, 
at an event. Oh, cool. Um, and then like there was all these posts about requests and then someone did the idea in, I want to say Toronto and it just was like bad press and everything about it. I was like, Oh no. All right. That was off. <laughs> I remember when like DJ shadow would be like, bring me any record and I'll mix it. Oh, in or yeah. Something. Oh yeah. He did do he that. Did, I totally like, forgot about that, man. That was like a, yeah. I remember he'd be like, meet me at Amoeba or yeah, wherever. You, yeah. you buy a record and just give it to him. Good shit. I like that idea because that's the school it's I different. came up in. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. But that, that, that was like one of the ideas that just, just got erased. You know, right. tons of them got erased, you know. But yeah. a lot of it is artists I want to work with that, you know. Who, can you name any of them? Any dream collabs? I, I mean, I really want to work with Farrell Monch if I can, you know, just because I, I think we would learn a lot together yeah. in, in the studio. Or, well, I would learn from him. I'll say that, you know. Uh -huh. I don't want to be presumptuous here. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of other artists, but uh, you know, you know that's 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 yeah. No, no. One of the Feral Monch, one of the I gunners, mean, right there. One of my favorites yeah. of my life. You know, so unique, yeah. one of a kind. And there's like mixes I'm trying to get to, like certain style of mixes I'm trying to get to, like where I release them, right? Um, in in projects. Um, so yeah, yeah. Know. Do you think you're gonna do any more TV stuff, like drop the mic or anything? If anybody will have me, uh, I'm, I'm I'd be. More than willing. I, I like the idea of uh, motion picture television because it gets me out of my Just, zone. Yeah. You know, right. and I know I'm going to learn something, you know. Yeah. Even if it's something kooky and like, like why would you do that? Like, <laughs> I know I'm going to come away with something that I didn't I'll have another tool in my arsenal that I'll yeah. walk away with. That's that's what I say, too. A lot of times when I'll do a corporate gig or a private gig for someone and they want completely weird different things that yeah. i've never thought of or heard of and at first my first impulse is this is annoying or this yeah. sucks yeah i always ha come out of that situation with learning something whether it's just uh, something to remember or music that i didn't know about yeah. or something i tend, to, I tend to, to knock it out of my way when i'm fatigued like i'm, yeah. like, I'm not doing that like right when I'm, so Right now I'm a little fatigued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, you know, give me a month or two and I'll be back to my normal self. But like, you know, when I'm like over doing it, then yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, no, man, I can't even think about that at the moment, you know. Right. So, you know. So sleep, kids. All this, I don't sleep, man. It's cousin of death. All it's that. like, Nas, nah. what did you do to us, man? Like, you wrote a very catchy line that everyone decided to live their life off of and yeah. then be There's tired. There's a Steve Harvey clip now. It's like, man, you can't sleep out eight hours a day. I saw that. I was like, yes, you fucking better. I know. Shit, get all the sleep you can. It's hard, too, because yeah. I don't sleep. Like, I try to get my sleep in, but I'm always tired because, like, having a, I want to be up all night, but then I want to wake up with them, yep. and it's, like, a whole thing. And But, man, like, you need sleep. Like, when I sleep a lot, I'm, like, a whole different person. Hell, yeah, dude. <laughs> get that sleep. I know. I will not be sleeping tomorrow. I have an early flight uh, <laughs> to oh, the East shit. Coast. But it's all good. Glad to be back, uh, you know, DJing and working and stuff. Yes, sir. Um. Man, well, um, I you know, there's endless things, but I, I think we should, you know, end it on a good note where, right. where we are. Um, is there any other advice or, or words you have for DJs out there um, that you want to leave them with? I feel like you've given us a lot of gems, but any other final words for the DJs yeah, out there? Just just try to stay consistent. Like, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a super long mixtape or anything. It could be a 30-minute or 20-minute mixtape. Just, just keep... You know, how you're feeling, put that out there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of really amazing DJs on Twitch that are, like, s streaming every other day. It seems like I'm like, wow, how are these guys I doing know. it? So take note of that. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing because the more looks you get, the more time you're spending behind your craft, um, 
a lot of really beautiful things will come out of it. it really, yeah, it really will. You know, yeah, you might be fatigued and all that. You, you know, but if you can balance it with your family life, whatever that is, or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever's happening, yeah, make it happen. It's good to push. Yeah, you know, that's true. Just just be active in the art that you want to be a part of, right? Yeah. The same way you go in your studio every day, no matter what. And if you're, you're too shy to broadcast, then then go in there and practice. You yeah. Know? You know, do rudiments, as uh, Bernard Purdy would say. <laughs> you know, he, sa- he says, you know, in his drum videos, like, yeah. when I'm uninspired and I have writer's block, I just do simple drum patterns, you know, bop, bop. Right. You know, just simple things like that. And then that turns into something really funky. That's true. You know, because you're tired of doing that rudiment. And so you start, you know, instead of the baby scratch, you start, wah, 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 yeah. wah, 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 you know, you start doing some crazy pattern. Right. Next thing you know, you're 10 minutes goes by and you're lost in your little world. That's where you want to be. Yeah. You want to be in that. Yeah, world. that's the writer's block, yeah. you know, whatever uh, way to get out of it is yeah. just be active and. If you got some whack shit inside of you, you get the whack shit out, and then yeah. you get to the dope shit. Oh, you know? yeah. The first fucking hour of what I do in the studio is always whack. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. That's she, what I'm always brain trying to. Brain decompressing. Your, yeah, you know. exactly. You're never going to have the perfect thing, you yeah. know, unless you're Lonely Island right away. Unless you're Lonely Island. <laughs> <laughs> or Method Man. You know what? Actually, I forgot um, uh, before we finish is I, I did ask some people on, uh, if they had questions for you on the internet. And a oh, few my people God. You had some in. funny responses on, on Twitter, I know. Dude. So do you mind a few more minutes? No, no problem. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I was laughing at a few of those. I know. I, I was like... Uh, yeah, one guy told a story that was pretty funny. I'll, I'll ask you about that. Um, what was that? Mr. Fat Lace. He said the last time he played at my venue, he cleaned the turntables for like half an hour. He took the stickers off and sh- he took the stickers and shit off the turntables, then tested them out by cutting with one of those flexi discs that used to come in the magazines. Legend. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember any that of true? that. I don't remember any of that. That's the craziest shit about it. But it's I love hearing stories like this because when you when you tour, yeah, like when you tour for as long as I've, I've been touring, like yeah. they all kind of turn into one weird glom of a show, right? So hearing it, that must have mean that those turntables were fucked up. <laughs> yeah, because I'm cleaning them. Right. You know, there's something going on with those turns. I don't just clean. I want to go to the hotel and rest. <laughs> exactly. I so was like, there was wow. something happening, and the flexi disc leads me to believe that it was an all 45 an event. Event. Yeah. So it was all seven inch vinyl that we had to play right. at night, and I was testing with that because that's yeah. that's the most undependable out of all the. And 45s. maybe it had a bunch of stickers on the actual platter that something, were making it uneven. Yeah, something was funky. <laughs> But I, that shit is hysterical. That's that's <laughs> fucking that's hilarious. Um, all right, DJ Stresh uh, says Newmark is an incredible DJ, and it's crazy how he instantly rocks any crowd without playing any easy music. I remember seeing him play in Poland, the after party of the three style, and he played nothing but Middle Eastern and Persian music in his set, and the club went to the roof. Oh my god! Uh, so not really a question, but just sort of a comment on that story you do you remember that yeah i i do and that's the project i'm trying to get to next oh dope is what he's explaining okay but i procrastinated because i don't want my my family to ridicule me because it's not authentic enough or whatever so i it's, i don't procrastinate on my projects i just get right to them because uh-huh. they drive me crazy in my head but this is the one that's been sitting in my head that i got to get out of there got but it. i remember that night we were supposed to all play um uh, uh, genres from around the world and no one could repeat each other's set. It has to be one oh. genre. So I was like, cool, I'll do Middle Eastern and um, uh, Ballet Funk was played by Nina... I forgot her last name. Kravitz? Nina... Uh, Nina... 
Well, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Sorry, Nina. From Australia. Yes, Nina. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 oh man. Oh my God. <laughs> she's 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 legendary. She does yeah. a lot of dope shit. She does, Not, uh, it's just that uh, both of our brains are yeah, becoming just, old. Uh, <laughs> little brain Nina Las Vegas. Nina Las Vegas. That's what's yeah. throwing us off. She's it lives in Australia, and her yeah. last name's Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, my boy. Yeah, you know, some guys were playing Latin music or whatever. Yeah. So we all we all kind of went in, and so I was like, okay, here we go. That was a fun night, though. He's he he's right. That was a crazy. Everybody was really really lifted, <laughs> and I think it was the end of Red Bull Three Style. So yeah. right, he 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 actually touched on a night that was really special. That's dope. I saw like little videos, but uh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um. All right, a few more. Jason Craig says, with the arrival of things like Phase DJ and the Rain 12s, what could you see as the next wave for turntable DJs to push the limits? Oh, that's really tough to answer. I, I, yeah. I don't even know how to answer that because we have so much here. We have so many tools. I don't even know where right. to go. I'd like to see a mixer with a proper screen in it where we don't need our laptop. We can just load everything into the mixer. Yeah. You know, our favorite mixer. Right. Um, True. And go from there. Yeah, that's good. Um, DJ LA, what's his creative process when coming up with routines? Kind of went through that, but if you want to, if there's anything energy, else to add. energy fields, really, it's just energy fields. Energy like, fields. I, I mean, just like, I know this energy is going to be here. I know that, um, they want to hear, you know, all, uh, Latin music and it's a dance oriented party. Okay. Well, let me get my, the songs that have the most energy, yeah. that, you know, cause I know people are going to want to dance. You know, in, in a case like a, a you know, where, where people are thinking more, you're going to go more heady music, you know, a funeral maybe or <laughs> yeah, the background ceremonies to something or whatever. You know, right. it's it's just it's all energy fields. Right. That's all it is. And it could be any, you know, genre as long as it brings you to a certain right feeling. I know it's funny. I've been noticing like more and more. I've been saying it's going to go like this and now I'm noticing it with Apple. Even yesterday, Apple had an announcement and they had this whole Apple music announcement that they've created all these playlists for feelings and you can say dinner party, you yeah. know, and it'll be. Yeah. And then I got an alert from Spotify later that day. Wow. Hey, we've created all of these feelings, you know, and it's like happy wow. in the backyard. And, and in a way it's weird. It got my mind turning so much because are we going to get to a place where there's going to be like eight famous artists that make a lot of money off music and the rest of the people are just making music for they're, for energy feelings and there's not even genres anymore? They're, they're desperately trying to take our job titles yeah. with all this. So don't get it, it, don't get it twisted. It's they're, weird, right? They're like Because w- once they start talking about feelings and emotions, that's exactly what we do as DJs. Right. So, so now it's, you know, we're treading on some light water, but they'll never be able to do what we do. Huh? Famous last words, but... <laughs> Look, right, you know, walk with me on it. So that just means that all the DJs that are listening right now, that means don't look at this lightly, man. This yeah. is this is this is warfare on your job, man. Like, right. And there's a lot of jobs that they're predicting are going to be gone in 10 years. Yeah. All these factory jobs gone, man. That's all going to be robotics. Right. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. And and the US especially is going to be either you got it or you don't. This right. credit shit is going to be laughable in a minute you see that you got paper or you don't yeah that trickles down into this job of djing or, or this opportunity to dj i should say yeah you're right you, know, you, you don't you don't oh i don't got you know you shouldn't be saying i gotta play this gig you should be saying i get to play this gig right and when you get there man pour your fucking heart out leave yeah. your heart on that stage dude because we don't know how long this is gonna last this pandemic hit we stopped playing for people 
Yep. We would have never predicted that shit. Never. So, like, go in with your AAA game. Go in like fucking Notorious B.I.G. is over your shoulder watching your set or, like, I don't know whoever your favorite DJ is or, yeah. or you know, favorite person or comedian or whatever, your yep. mom, brother, whatever, <laughs> you know. Go in with that mentality. Um, that's really how I approach my sets. I go in there like, this might be my last one. After this, it's a no-go. I'm trying to say something. Here's what I want to express. I'm not worried about what DJ Yes Man is doing before me or right. this guy. I'm not even there to listen to their set. Like, they might absolutely annihilate it, but to be completely honest, man, most of the gigs I've seen, the openers have been crushing the headliners, crushing them. Interesting. And now I'm not talking about the haters that play all the hits. I'm no, not talking about that. I'm talking about dudes are going in there, and they're like, man, I got there. You can feel the hunger, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So those are the dudes you need to be hanging with. The right. openers. That's why I do Red Bull 3 style because I'm always asking the contestants questions like, yo, how did you go from 98 to 115 in three records and right. get away with it, you yeah. sly fuck you? You know, <laughs> these, are the, these are the kind of people I'm trying to hang out with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I totally. want to know. I want to learn. Yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. Such good insight. Like, yeah. And, and, and who knows where all this stuff will go. And, and I mean, in a way, that's why BeatSource is doing, yep. they're creating the, what would be a Spotify, Apple type thing for DJs that at least we can utilize and we can build, you know, for our, for the war, <laughs> yeah, I man. guess, against everything. Um, but yeah, it was so crazy to see that because I'm like, we'll... Almost like with it was like I saw it through that lo-fi beat movement where you don't even know who most of the people are. Right. Like you just put on a lo-fi playlist, and yep. some of these people are making good money off the streaming yep. by being on these playlists, and yep. and they don't even know who they are. Like people don't know their artist name, or they couldn't name. I like this artist or this song. Right. They just like the vibe and the feeling yeah. and the thing, and yeah. and that's such putting a, them in a mood. Yeah, that's so good. that's it's, what's up. It's a yeah, it's it's interesting where things are going that direction. Um, all right, DJ Sheik says, I know you can rap. Have you ever released anything? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever released anything with you on the mic? No, 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 I don't rap. I, you, only time I rapped is, to, is to, to make the guys in J5 laugh on the tour bus. You know, <laughs> stupid shit, you know, just, just dumb shit, trying to battle them and shit and doing dumb shit just to make them laugh. But. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. There's a bunch, but I'll, I'll finish off with this one. DJ Cam says, do you ever fire up the 2000 to make beats for kicks? Uh, I haven't. I have some problems with the 2000, um, but I I did go back, you know, some years back when I was already spoiled by the whole DAW thing, you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck no!" Like this is like that. Like I just said no to the whole thing. I'm like, this is taking way longer than I. I was too spoiled. Right. Putting straight it in, up. having to zoom, yeah. do the little Dude, wheel. I was, too, and... I was too spoiled. Straight up. I'm not even gonna color, um, you know, color yeah. code it or, or, or sugarcoat it. Yeah. I was too spoiled. <laughs> and there's just too many advancements and there's too many, I, the way my brain works, I have to get to the idea quick. Yeah. So yes, I did. And then I failed. So that's really the answer. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That, let's, let's end it on that. Yeah. Uh, the 2000 <laughs> is still collecting dust. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, amazing. Well, yo, thank you so much for taking the time to Pleasure's come on mine. here and inspire all our listeners and drop gems and, inspire me teach me a lot i man. had so much fun sitting with you you're and doing learning. a great service here man i appreciate you having me yeah of course so um yeah thank you and uh we will see you out in these streets or in the metaverse or yes, somewhere sir. yes sir yes sir thank you man <laughs> all right peace peace 
All right, classic episode right there. Uh, thank you so much to DJ Newmark for coming on the show. That was incredible. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.